Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part in my take, we have a two for a Friday two for we got Dana White ahead of UFC two fifty. And then we have Booger McFarland, good friend, recurring guest Booger McFarland. We get into everything with him that's happened the past week, Drew Brees and Peloton, more everything with him. Uh we also have Firefest of the Week. The NBA is back. And our review of Sour Grapes, the documentary we watched this week. Before we get to all of that, part of my take is brought to you by the Cash App. Not only is it the easiest place to send money to your friends, it's the safest. We want everyone to go to Cash App's Twitch page, twitch.tv slash Cash App. Show them some love and follow their channel. You're already on Twitch. You're watching us play video games all the time on Twitch. So go right now. Cash App streams every single week and gives out free money. Free money. All you have to do is drop your cash tag in the chat when they go live, and you, you, yes, you, right now listening, can get some free money. So go check them out. Uh, cash app, ca- Twitch, twitch.tv slash cash app, and get yourself some free money when they go live with the cash app. Download it. It's the greatest app ever. We've we've already decided it is the greatest app of all time. So if you don't download it, then you're basically, uh, it's an affront to us. So go, yeah, don't don't say fuck you to us. Say fuck you to everyone else by downloading the Cash App for us. Okay, let's go. Welcome to Part of My Take, presented by the Cash App. Go download it right now and then get into their Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash cash app. They're giving away free money every single time they go live on Twitch. All you got to do is drop your cash tag. Today is Friday, June 5th, and the NBA is back. Let's go NBA. 29 out of 30 teams voted to start the season up again uh, late July, mm-hmm. going into potentially, what, uh, October 15th? October, October 12th. 12th. October 12th is the last day? day that could happen, could have a, uh, a, a NBA game. It would be a Monday night. That would be Game 7 of the NBA Finals. I'm so excited. That would be Columbus Day, I think. That sure. would be incredible. That would be incredible. You're really going gonna to do Columbus Day this year? Seed day. Knowing everything? I'm doing seed day. All right, okay. It's seed day this uh, year is going to be incredible. Yes. Um, I was looking at the schedules coming up September 20th is going to be a hell of a day in sports. Yeah. It's going to be the day when all the sports align. We're going to have NBA playoffs. We're going to have hockey playoffs. We're going to have last not, week. Not a major sport. We're going to have last not, week. 
No, hockey doesn't count. Hockey anymore. doesn't count. Max Kellerman said not one of the major four sports. What's the fourth? MLS? I don't know. I just saw that and I was like, oh, Max Kellerman added again. Didn't ha- wasn't in the news cycle for a couple times for a couple for a couple days. Probably probably was uh, sitting there watching the world burn and was like, you know what? I really got to get Max Kellerman's name in this. Hockey is not one of the major sports. Well, he probably was saying that boxing is still a major sport. Yeah, if it's Max Kellerman, so it's boxing, said. it's football. But anyways, September twentieth is going to be the perfect sports day. I'm very much looking forward to it. I want them to get Joe Buck doing his thing where he gets on like a different mode of transportation. You've got also golf, the U.S. Open. That's the final round of that on that mm-hmm. day. I want him driving to like four different uh, venues to call four separate sports on the same Clear day. Clear your schedule. So the, so the NBA is back. Uh, I'm excited for this. They're all going to be playing in uh, a bubble, not really a bubble, in Orlando. Three different sites. They're playing eight regular season games to finish it. Oh, they're not calling it re- regular season games. They're calling them seeding games. Um, and then it's pretty much it's pretty basic. The only fun twist they have, and it's pretty it, it's it's basically Adam Silver could have gotten in front of the nation, and been like, "Hey guys, um, Zion, have you heard of him? Kind of a big deal, and uh, we want to make sure that he's involved in this no matter what. So here are our Zion Williamson rules, and that is one that uh, they invited everyone." You know, past the, they invited these teams past the eighth seed. Yep. They could have just done the playoffs. They could have been like, we'll do a little warm up and then the seeds are the seeds. But the uh, New Orleans Pelicans are right now the 10th seed. So, like, we got to get Zion in there. And then the extra Zion rule, which I love, if the ninth seed is within four games of the eighth seed, they then play in a special elimination tournament to decide the eighth seed. And the tournament is simply if the eighth seed has to beat the ninth seed once, the ninth seed has to beat the eighth seed twice. Jesus. that's Okay, that's an it's unnecessary it's, it's, complication. They, Adam Silver could have just simplified everything and been like, you know what? So how does it break Zion's down? Zion's in the playoffs. Let's just put Zion in the playoffs. How does it break down conference by conference? Because the initial plan I saw was the East gets nine teams. Nine teams. So and the West gets, a, what, 11? Yeah, so it's nine teams in the East and, uh, no, 13 in the West. 13 in the so West. So nine teams in the East. And the Wizards are your ninth team, but they are five and a half games back. So it's going to be hard for them to get even into that. Let's play a playoff game. Yeah. So uh, that probably is decided. The East is probably decided. The West. What are the Nets? The Nets are uh, the seventh seed right Inter- now. That could be interesting. Yes, because absolutely. there are two players out there that I don't know if Kyrie, very Kyrie much going to benefit. And Kevin Durant are, are officially a go or not? I mean, we don't it, know. We don't know. But if if the Nets get into the playoffs and so Kyrie and KD too, on if, this like weird fucking weird ass season and everything's up in the air and they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's fuck up our next season. That too. would be wild though to have them both come back for the playoffs. They would play the Raptors if the playoffs started today. Um, and then in the West, we will we will have so it's the eight seeds that are currently in the playoffs. The Grizzlies being the eighth seed, they're three and a half games up on the Blazers. The Pelicans, the Kings, and they're four games up on the Spurs. So it's really the Zion rule. Yeah, they want to figure out a way to get Zion I mean, in the playoffs, and I am all for yes. that. I was going to say honestly, if they had just made it eight and eight, we would be here being like Adam Silver, what figure out a way to get Zion in the playoffs. Right. Um, so 
And then the champion is going to have like no time to to have a turnaround because, like we said, the October or, or the teams that are in the finals will have no time to turn around because they'll be going to mid October. I would assume that the the new season will start sometime in December. And when is the finals for the Knicks? The uh, draft lottery. Uh, the Nick the 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 draft lottery is going to be on. Uh, so the draft lottery is August twenty fifth, and then the draft is going to be on October fifteenth, no matter what. Okay, and. The saddest thing that they've ever come up with because they want to make sure that there's no team with 10-month layoff is they're going to have like a simulated, not shoot-around, but uh, mini camp for the 10 teams, or excuse me, the eight teams that didn't make the uh, bubble. That is sad. So, so We we can just go ahead and forego that. Pathetic. Now, all right, so it's going to be in Orlando. Is it going to be... All at like Disney World, Epcot Center. No, it's gonna. So they're gonna all they gonna be in a fans? hotel. They're taking over a hotel. They're gonna let no no fans. They're gonna let family members be there. It's said that the players can. There's gonna be some wiggle room with like restaurants and playing golf. But it's gonna be weird. But we have sports back. Is Orlando ready to go? My big question is: Is the Medieval Times in Orlando going to be opened up? It's a great question. Is the Chili's at the uh, airport? We canceled that up? one. Remember that? Because they fired all their. Uh, yeah, yeah, but we they, all need no, to grow. But they might, no, they fired him because the uh, unemployment was actually going to pay him more. Is that what happened? Yes. After they had them clean out the yes. restaurant? Okay, yeah, we can still eat at that Unemployment was going to pay him more. Uh, so that's the NBA news. We obviously have big news that uh, Drew Brees has been officially canceled. He is retired. Not actually. Uh, we're going to get to that with Booger. I I don't know really what to like. It, it's it's we, we were talking about it before the show. It now has become about Drew Brees this entire past week, which is so stupid. The conversation has moved to, it's been hijacked. to whether or not it was right to go at Drew Brees. Can for Drew Brees have an opinion? In the interview. Which, that's and that's not, what, that's it not is. what the right. issue is. And I did look it up right now. He was doing – it was a hit for Wrangler Jeans. Oh, so he was. it was shit. a sponsored hit. Wrangler <laughs> got their money. I mean, actually, it should have been real comfortable jeans with a G. Yeah. Wrangler. Damn. So we do have uh, a discussion about that with Booger. We thought it'd be perfect to have him on because he's a Louisiana native. He played in the NFL. He knows Drew Brees. That was uh, very good. Anything else we got cooking right now that we want to to throw out there? Uh, yeah, we should well, oh, say. Billy, Billy just perked up. What do you got? Jake Fromm's canceled, too. Oh, Jake yeah, Fromm's actually, yeah, that he's canceled. Was bad yeah, with that Jake, was bad. Very bad. Bad Jake. Bad. Is Joe Flacco allowed to own guns, Jake Fromm? Bad jo- Jake uh, bad, bad job, Jake. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't think they've made any decisions. Our on Jake, him, but... if he didn't pay attention while he listens to the show beforehand, he's going to freak out if he just like woke up to the bad Jake. Listen, bad, tiny, tiny thumbs deliver big racism. By the way, just a little shout out real quick to Jake Marsh doing a great job with the uh, terrible uh, sports memories. Yes, the the one he had a couple days ago. If you're not following our Twitter account, what are you doing? But Jake Marsh is is tweeting out. This day in sports history, and we tasked him with finding the most boring, dumbest events. And he had one the other day that was Steph Curry moves his mic an inch to the left in a post-game press conference. I like that one, and I also like the kid that came in sixth place in the National Spelling Bee. And then it turns out that that kid follows part of my take on Twitter, and he did not expect to wake up in the morning Uh, and be reminded about losing in the sixth round of the spell. That was like uh, Mike Glennon waking up yesterday and reading reading on Twitter that uh, who was on the Bears that said... Akeem Hicks. Akeem Hicks said when he was asked, should Colin Kaepernick be an NFL quarterback, his response was, 
we signed Mike we Glennon. We signed, signed Mike Glennon is now, uh, I think <laughs> it, it replaces Rex as our quarterback in Bears lore now because we signed Mike Glennon. Uh, yeah, we signed Mike you, Glennon. You sure I was all you, in on Mike you Glennon. Paid Mike I have Glennon. no problem admitting that when we signed Mike Glennon, I was like, Mike Glennon is good. Uh-huh. And I was wrong. You were very wrong about that. But that's okay. Well, think about it Sometimes this way. Sometimes you just got to be wrong to be right. Colin Kaepernick has played on zero teams in the last three seasons. Mike Lennon has played on three teams. So who's in more demand? Yeah. So there you go. I remember vividly I was driving down. Um, I flew into Memphis. I was driving down to Arkansas for the Arkansas Derby, and I was listening to the Cubs on the radio. It was a Friday afternoon, and Mike Glennon was throwing out the first pitch and doing the the seventh inning stretch. And they had him in the booth. Did he bounce it? And he was like, he was like, yeah, you know, I'm just ready to have a team be my team and take this team and just be the leader that I know I can be. And I was like, you know what, Mike fucking Glennon, this guy gets it. We signed Mike Glennon. <laughs> we should also mention as Father's Day is approaching. We're all dads on this podcast now. Right. We're all dads why? because we adopted a minor league player. Oh, we're going to say that today? Yeah, why not? Okay. We, we adopted a minor league player. Yeah. So there's, you know, a lot of teams aren't paying their minor leaguers. They've kind of disbanded their teams for the rest of the season. There's a program where you can adopt a minor league player and they just assign you one at random. So we were assigned this guy at random. His name is Jaden. His name is Jaden Murray. What's his Twitter handle? Uh, he's a pitcher for the Hudson Valley Renegades in the Tampa Bay Rays program. I'll pull up his Twitter profile Perfect. in a second. Jaden Murray, 44. Jayden, nope, that's a girl. Uh, he was born on April 11th. I'm just stalling right now until I can pull up his Twitter handle and tell you. It's at Murray underscore Jaden 08. So at he's from Utah. It's from Vernal, Utah. Jaden underscore Ooh, 23rd 08. round draft pick. So real underdog story. Wait, at, at Murray... At Murray, underdog. No A in Murray? With, a, with an A. Underdog. At Murray, underscore, Jaden08. Jaden08. So we are, we're all dads now. My underscore so, is in the wrong place. Uh, Jaden, what are you going to get me? That's really why I adopted him. Okay, he's got 243 followers. He needs to have at least 1,000 followers by the time we wake up tomorrow. Jaden Murray. All right, let's just quickly make sure he hasn't tweeted anything. What what Twitter search are you doing right now? I'm gonna. Uh, He's uh, from Utah. American, so search for darn American flag. <laughs> kneeling. No. Um, nothing on Barstool. So that's good. That's that's a good sign. Okay. He could have said something bad. Uh, he only has like 300 tweets, so I think he's good. That would suck, though, if we got someone canceled. If we got, yeah, that would be very bad. Uh, yeah, you, also, you should do actually a real search. A deep dive? Sure. Yeah, yeah, a deep yeah. dive. Billy, can you do yeah. that for me? Mm-hmm. No, it, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> you just had Billy do that? I I feel like... That's the worst person to put in charge of anything it, important it's ever. It's a CYA move for me. Okay. Oh, actually, God. I don't... Billy, I don't want your head going I'm into that tr- space. I don't trust your judgment, PFT, <sighs> to put Billy in charge of anything. All right, so he, this year so far, excuse me, 2019, he was 0-2 with a 2.88 ERA. That's pretty good. And he's not bad at hitting either. Looks like he's a, uh, oh, no, that's the average against him. Uh, he had 37 strikeouts in 2019. Shit. Okay, well, we got a guy, yep. Jaden Murray. Jaden Murray, Perfect. congratulate, welcome to the family. I was wondering how you would try to cuck my first Father's Day for real, it feels, and you found it a way. It feels good to be a dad. Yes. We're all dads now. I mean, I don't really know what even you're supposed to do on Father's Day besides be like, today's the day I get to sleep in. Mo- don't you, bother me on the toilet. If you had a lawn, you would mow it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Have a cup of co- b- coffee in bed. 
There you go. <laughs> Someone buy me a tie. You're, yeah, you're allowed to fall asleep on the couch and not get woken up for five minutes. Perfect. Perfect. Um, all right. Let's do our fire fest before we get to Dana White. We're also going to review sour grapes at the end of the show. So we got Dana White and Booger McFarlane coming up. Then uh, we have sour grapes review. Fire fest of the week. Who wants to go first? Liam, do you have one? Yeah. Liam's got one. So, Bubba, go ahead. Hank is on vacation still. By the way, Hank not only didn't reply to the chin, he he just didn't reply to the replies to the chin. Like, I tweeted, Hank, it's past 10 o'clock. He didn't even give us the dignity of replying to that. He, he is so far off the grid right now. When he checks Twitter, it's like the most recent notification that he looked at was 11 hours ago. It's good, too, because I was actually did the nice, the nice boss thing of not yelling at him about something different to not ruin his vacation. Mm-hmm. But now I know that he doesn't listen to this. Now so, Hank, your ass is mine when you come back. Your ass is in the fucking jackpot. He's not going to listen, so I'm not ruining his vacation, right? That's totally fair. All right, right. Wait, before you do it, Bubba, let me do a quick uh, read. Whoop is whoop. People were mad that we didn't do the Chris whoop. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. whoop. whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered your body is, and how much stress and exertion you put on your body throughout the day. We all got our whoops. They're awesome. You wear them. They tell you how you sleep. They tell you how you're uh, ready to go. Yeah, Billy, Billy's eyes just perked up. They tell you if you're ready to work out. They tell you you're strained. They give you everything you need to be at your maximum peak performance. Each day when you get up, Whoop gives you a recovery score based on your sleep, resting heart rate, and heart rate variability that we can use as an indicator for how to approach your day. The app has built-in features like Strain Coach, which gives you target exertion goals to work out optimally at your body's recovery level. The app also has a built-in sleep coach, which lets you know how much sleep you should be getting based on your expected activity level for the following day so you can wake up and be recovered based on your performance goals. As business begins to open up, it's important to make sure that you're on top of your health and Whoop is there to help. Whoop has just incorporated baseline metrics on your respiratory rate in the app to help members track vitals potentially linked with COVID-19. Whoop is offering 15% off with the code TAKE at checkout. Go to Whoop, W-H-O-O-P.com, enter code TAKE, and at checkout you get 15% off. Sleep better, recover faster, train smarter, optimize your performance with Whoop today. We've been wearing them for a couple weeks now. I love it because I can wake up and I'm like, look, this is how I slept last night. This is how I can attack the day. And there's no better feeling in the entire world better than actually getting a bunch of sleep but yesterday i reached peak sleep performance and they were like it the the note on my whoop when i woke up was like you are ready to have a peak performing day and i was like fuck yeah i am whoop it did feel awesome yeah i had had a 94 percent when i woke up the other day i was like i absolutely fucked sleep up so go right now whoop w-h-o-o-p.com enter code uh take for 15 percent off and do it right now bubba uh, so I think it was Monday night. I have everything run through my Xbox. I have YouTube TV. Such a millennial. Yeah. Flipping through channels and the batteries die in the controller. I'm stuck on the guide because of the curfew. I couldn't go out and like get new batteries. Oh, I no. ripped apart like everything in my what? apartment. Oh, no. And so it was just like the little square in the corner is what I could watch. Everything else was stuck on the guide so you're watching what? on like a, the r kelly <laughs> yes. tv you had no in other batteries in your house no but that's why and you have to have a remote control even, that you don't know what it does specifically so you can break oh into that one God, and you, put it in the other one and what's even worse is when they died i took them out of the other xbox controller like a week before 
Oh, so, so like, I knew move. I knew yep. I had time that like I could have gotten them. You didn't rub you through. rub it together? Did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You, oh, yeah. you can sit on them sometimes. You usually warm them get like yeah. at least one last you know five minutes. Fuck. Yeah. Was so rough. was the square bigger or smaller than your laptop? Uh, I don't know. Probably should just watch on your laptop. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Shit. No, man. I did. No, I just. That's my brutal. That is brutal. Yeah. That is brutal. Damn. Um, good fire fest, Billy. How how long do you think you can go without replacing the batteries? Oh, I already did. I bought like a twenty pack, so it wouldn't happen again. Billy, that's why PS4 chargeable remotes. Um, so my fire fest was pronouncing words. Yep, sure was. <laughs> like which words? Like words that I read all the time, but I don't say that much. You're doing a great job filling in for Hank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but I know how they're spelt. Now, Billy, did you get this Firefest from Twitter? Because you did tweet, someone give me a Firefest real quick. Well, the whole concept of Firefest, I was thinking about because you guys bounce around with it. But then once um, Bubba said it, now I kind of got a better grasp of it. Did you also not want to pick your fire? I don't, I, I'm not convinced Billy listens to part no, of my No, he's never listened. I, I, I do he's listen. never listened. Uh, he, I don't think he had any Ever. idea what Firefest <laughs> No, was. he's never listened to a single episode. Billy, did you not want to do your Firefest of... Uh, last night you tried to tweet out, hey, everyone, drop your tape for your senior okay. year yeah. and we'll help you get recruited. <laughs> and then you got summarily trolled by the entire internet. Okay, you know what? I mean, a lot of guys aren't going to play their senior year because of what's happening. So I was like, okay, let's like, I was once a high school kid trying to get recruited. It's hard. Way back in the so day. Wise. Yeah. 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 So I was like, might we as well just like provide that. some exposure for some guys that are like, how yeah. many college football coaches do you think follow you on Twitter? A <laughs> lot, a lot of like Juco and D three, like coaches. It's Got actually, it. it's honestly, it's kind of dope. So you, you were signal boosting. You're like, Hey, let's get the word out there. And then everyone, I saw there were some funny replies. I saw some, uh, <laughs> Just Just random clips. Yeah. Like like, Rudy, Hoosiers. Yeah, people were just just random things. Just trying to help. Your heart was in the right place, Billy. That's what's important. But yeah, you did get trolled. And yes, you mispronounced John Bon Jones. So I think we're just going to have to call him John Bon Jones from now on. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's kind of cooler. Yeah. Yeah. Bones is a little too, like, yeah. John Bon Jones. You know, you nailed the bones part. Rock it out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, my fire fest of the week... <laughs> Rock out with your cock out, right? Is, um, I said... So I went on another podcast yesterday. I went on Erica's podcast, and I said that I was bored a couple weeks ago because there was nothing to do, so I went on just anyone who would invite me on their podcast. I did that for like a week, mm-hmm. and now I've got people starting podcasts, and just I'm getting get I'm getting podcast interviews. Brag about how no, fucking popular I'm getting. You are, dude. I'm getting <laughs> podcast interview requests left and right. So here's what I'm going to do: this week I will do one pot one random podcast per day, starting Sick on brag. Monday. What? Sick brag. I'll do one random podcast a day starting on Monday. Okay. And But the, the criteria is it has to have between one and 200 followers on Twitter. So it can't be like a brand new podcast. More random, the better. Yeah, the more like random, not, the better. Not even a sports I don't one. want to – I'll do one sports podcast. Uh, but besides that, it's just I want to be – I want to go on the randomest podcast, and they need to be a small audience but not small enough that they're just starting. Like one that's maybe been around, put out five or six episodes, you've forgotten about it. Right in that sweet spot, I will do one a day. I'll do five podcasts, and then I'm done. Then I'm done. Okay. Okay, there it is. Um, How is that a fire fest? 
My Firefest is, is people were asking I, you to. You're so popular that people were no, asking my, you to come on. My Firefest is I don't I don't like turning people down to do stuff like that. Got it. Got it. So I'm getting it all out of my system Got next it. week. Got it. But you are going to be turning a bunch of people down. I'm gonna no. We're gonna focus on the five that I will be doing. But you're gonna be turning. We're gonna down focus hundreds. on the five that I will be doing. Anyone anyone who TPFT turns down, I will not go on your podcast. But I will read your podcast name. The, those aggrieved. We'll okay. Do a whole, so we'll do a whole section where I say these are the podcasts that PFT just completely ignore. I'm not ignoring them, but I want mm-hmm. I do want them to be weird. I'm talking like gardening shit. I have no idea. You think like any gardening clue? podcast? There might be. I hope so. <laughs> Okay. If you have a yeah, that'll take in first consideration. Gardening. If you have a gardening podcast, I like that. I'll go on it. I like that. Uh, gardening, maybe a. Who? Let's think. What's the aviation? Weirdest? Yeah. Uh, maybe like a, a like someone who's big into like bugs. Yeah, I'll go on a bug podcast. A Fuck bug yeah. podcast. If you mm. um, marsupials, just any animal. If you're the more oh, specific, the oh, better. Oh, someone, please! I guarantee you, someone has like. Can we make one exception? Can I get one exception? Can I pick one that might be, like, bigger? Do you have one in mind? No, but I'm hoping that this exists. Like, someone's rewatching like, Friends or something. I would love... Can I get one one that I get to help decide? Yeah, you can decide (laughs) one of them. If anyone has a true Friends rewatchable podcast... But it has to have already started, so I'll know. We'll know. But I want PFT to have to start watching Friends. The only thing I know about Friends is uh, Pivot. They say Pivot. Uh, we were on a break. And then Someone has to have that. That sick fuck. Haha, you sick fuck you was on it for All a right. while. So, so someone, someone who has a real Friends rewatchable podcast, PFT will go that on. That fucking dog, too. Yeah. The ceramic dog. <laughs> I love it. The idea you have to watch like a, a season of Friends. Yeah. You know what? Here's, here's the new rule. I will do five podcasts next week. They all have to be weird topics, and they all have to be things that I have no idea whatsoever about. Mm-hmm. Like, completely lost. Okay, I like it. I like it. Um, all right, my Firefest is simple. I, uh, I wrote down the wrong website that Eric Roth told us that has, like, all the horse racing secrets. And uh, I found a website that sounded like what I wrote down, and then I've lost every single bet since. I thought you want to pick five when Dana I was on the I did today, phone. but that wasn't from that website. Okay. That so was that from was your own brain? that was the only one that I've won. That was from, no, that was from my friend Anthony, so that was totally different. So he has – Eric Roth has a guy. And I've lost every bet because of – I had a wrong guy. I, the guy I thought he said is not the guy. He spelled the word horse differently? I wrote it down differently. Okay. I don't know what the fuck he said. That's tough. How do you know it's the wrong guy then? Because then his son DM me was like, "Hey, check that. This is what my dad was talking about." And I was like, "Fuck." And that's you were, not what I've been playing. You were all getting weekend. scoops. Yeah. It's, it's like it's like the people that that own like pornhub.com yeah. yeah. catching all the strays from people that have fat it's fingers. Bad. Yeah, so, whatever. Um, all right, let's get to our interviews. We got Dana White. What do you got? What do you got? Billy? Can I redo mine? No, I, I lost the war with the trash pandas. I moved. What do you mean they moved? Well, I moved. Oh, so what I happened lost. to the bunker? I retreated. I moved out. But you, I, I thought you already took care of them. No, but they, they were still a lot more. But where's the bunker going to be? The bunkers. I'm Your now place. in a barn, berserker barn. Are you going to build it? I've, I'm building it out right now. Okay, cool. So, so we get to watch that again. How hot is it in the barn? It's almost as hot as it is in here. Like, it's how do you guys? Hot how do you guys do this? It's, it's really hot. We're athletes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like a really sauna. I'm sweating it out right now. I do feel better, though. After I get done with the show, I feel like it's I had to work endorphins? Out. Yeah, for sure. Sweet. Hot yoga. Oh, it's hot. All right. PFD, you got a quick ad before we get to Dana White. Yeah, before we get to Dana White, I want to talk to you guys about our great friends over at Roman 
If you've been dealing with acne, redness, dark spots, or wrinkles, finding treatment that works can be complicated. You need skincare that actually performs, but getting started can be overwhelming. Thankfully, there's a solution to it. Roman makes it convenient to get customized prescription skincare that really performs. So just grab your phone, grab your computer, complete a free online consultation. You're going to hear back from a U.S. licensed physician within 24 hours. If appropriate, a doctor is going to be prescribing a custom blended treatment based on your skin type and your priorities. You're going to receive your custom skincare treatment with free two-day shipping. You also get free unlimited follow-ups with your doctor if you need to make a change to that treatment or if you have any other questions. With Roman, there are no commitments. You can cancel anytime. Just go to GetRoman.com slash BarstoolOffer for a free online visit. Start your new skincare routine today. That's GetRoman.com slash BarstoolOffer. Eligibility requirements and additional terms apply. Again, that's GetRoman.com slash BarstoolOffer. And now, Dana White. Okay, we now welcome on recurring guest in front of the program. It is Dana White ahead of UFC 250, Nunez versus Spencer. Let's start there. Uh, sell us on this. And also, can you tell me um, how the best way to, to order it? Because every time I try to order a UFC now, with you guys not letting me do the just simple like pay-per-view button, it drives me nuts. I do order them, but it drives me nuts. Okay. Yeah, do you, do you have uh, you have ESPN Plus? Yes. Yeah. yeah you, I mean, you, you, you click on it, and, and, and usually it tells you where to go. It says that it's live and... But can you can you bring back the old pay per view button where you just go and you go and buy it on I, the I buy it on plus and then it sounds so old and then right I now. have to watch it. I was just gonna say how fucking old. How do I get it? How on, do I get man. the plus from yeah, my phone on, to my TV? Give me the button where I could be like, oh, I just got to go to the thousands and it's like Playboy <laughs> Channel, Playboy Channel, pay per view. What are you, sixty four years old? For <laughs> just, Christ's just sake? make up a channel. Just tell me it's channel fifteen twenty two, and then that'll just make me feel better. I actually do. I so my problem initially was I had ESPN Plus on my phone, but then I had to get it on my TV. But I have gotten it figured out. But I just want the. There's something that was satisfying about like the you know like the Tyson era. You're like, all right, click buy. You know, get ready, buy it a day in advance just in case. Just bring that back. Yeah. No. I, I listen. It, it, it's like anything else. As technology gets better, it gets worse. Right, yeah. Um, makes everything more difficult. You should see, I, I just built the house, and, uh, you know, they put – I told them. I told these guys when they built my house, don't put crazy new shit in here that I can't use. You know what I mean? So then, you know, the whole radio system, my, my, my clickers for my TV are all set up on Wi-Fi, so if the Wi-Fi goes down – I can't change the channel, turn it up, turn it off, turn it on. Believe me, I, I, I got I got this bullshit going on at my house all the time. But. Yeah, I, I love it, though. Okay. I love how everybody, including like ourselves, as you get older, you start to realize that you will become your parents and you'll start complaining about like so newfangled true. buttons so that you don't know how to press. Yes. But the bottom line is keep it simple. Keep it simple. You know what I mean? Just give me a remote that works and I can turn the TV off and on. Yes, yes. So, all right, so UFC 250 – uh, w- sell us on this. I, again, I'm going to buy it anyway, but sell the fans that might not, besides the fact that we did you tell it? you. We did tell That's you. Easy. There's nothing else on. Yes. There's nothing else to do. Yes. So buy the UFC fight on so, Saturday night. How thank you for keeping sports alive. Have, do you feel a little accomplished when like the world is falling apart and in th- those first couple uh, fights you had and everyone was like, oh my God, thank God sports because we're just ravenous for anything. Did you feel like, Thank yeah, you. I did this. I put, like, Scarface. Like, I put this thing together. 
I'm the, I'm the same way, man. I, I mean, I, I watched the entire golf game with Brady and Mickelson and, and you know what I mean, and Tiger and, and, and Manning. Uh, you know, it takes Tom Brady to get me to watch golf. But, uh, yeah, I watched the whole game because I haven't seen anything, you know, exciting or, or uh, competitive in months. But on Saturday night, we got the GOAT, the greatest of all time, Amanda Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. And, you know, Nunez is so fun to watch. She is, uh, you know, without a doubt, the greatest to ever do it. Not just all the names of the who's who that she beat, but how she beats them. This is a woman. Most people, if they complain about the women, they're like, oh, the women don't have that one-punch knockout power. She has the one-punch knockout power. She knocks people out or she she submits you, but she is always going for a finish. And uh, Felicia Spencer is the new up-and-coming girl. You know, uh, Amanda Nunes is looked at as the GOAT. She's in one of these places now where – People are starting to think, oh, this isn't even a challenge for her. You know, she, she's going to walk right through this girl. Everybody in this sport can lose on any given night because yep. there's so many ways to win and so many ways to lose. And when you're at Amanda Nunes's status, everybody is training just to beat you. They're, they're watching all your film. They're looking for the holes in your game, and, and they're training to beat you. Um, the co-main event is Cody Garbrandt versus Rafael Asuncion. Uh, Al Jermaine Sterling versus Corey Sandhagen. These are very important bantamweight fights to see who's in line next to fight for the title. The first fight of the night on the main card, Sean O'Malley versus Eddie Wineland. Sean O'Malley is this exciting, fun kid who's on his way up right now, and this is without a doubt the toughest test of his career. The main event on uh, on the ESPN prelims, before it goes to pay-per-view, Chase Hooper and Alex Calis, uh, uh, Caceres, this is an incredible fight. Hooper is undefeated, and Alex is a kid that's been around for a long time. Uh, our matchmakers love this kid, Chase Hooper. He is incredible on the ground. This kid's a wizard. He takes a beating and then ends up pulling off some unbelievable submission, and that's the main event on ESPN. What, what happened in Chase Hooper's life that made him be an MMA fighter and not an SEC quarterback? <laughs> like, that is yeah, the backup he... quarterback for Auburn, like here comes Chase Hooper to save their season. Yeah, no, th- th- this kid is uh, is hilarious. Um, after his first win he- here in the UFC, we we're here in Vegas. They asked him, well, you know, you just won your first fight in the UFC. Uh, what-, what are you going to do right now? He said, I'm going to go to the M&M-, M&M factory across the street after the fight's <laughs> over. What a party animal. He's 20 years old. He's 20 that's, years old. That's crazy. Yeah, um, yeah. That's, that's about all you can do in Vegas if you're 20 years that's old. That's true. Flashing back to uh, UFC 248, I'm gonna. I don't know how to say her last name correctly, but it was the Joanna Zhang fight. The best, one of the best fights that I've ever seen in my entire life. And she had, by the end of it, she had that that forehead contusion where she looked. I think people were saying it was like the Mars Attacks alien head that was going on. After a fight like that is over, I imagine that your adrenaline is pretty high, but. Then looking back on it, are you like, man, maybe I should have had a word with the referee about stopping it? Like, does that, do you ever talk to a referee after a fight and kind of second guess their decision? No. So, what happens with those contusions is blood vessels break. Hers were in the forehead, which is crazy. Usually it happens around the eyes and uh, her whole forehead. So, it's basically blood leaking out into the skin and, and giving you the, the contusion. The Vegas doctors are the best. They know what's dangerous and what's not dangerous. And, and you know, they felt that she was okay to continue. And she was okay after the fight, other than uh, 
like you said, looking like an alien. But I agree with you. Two of the baddest women in the world in an incredible war and uh, such a fun fight. Yeah. yeah. When you have a fight and maybe the fight card doesn't deliver the same way that you expected it to, how 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 much does it hurt? Like, I, I would imagine you're a guy who takes it personally. And I obviously, I'm not, I'm not nowhere near uh, your level when we have our our rough and rowdy. They're, like, different by a billion. But when we have a bad fight night, when we have a bad card, it sucks. And it's, everyone gets pissed. So what do you do when you get – when you have a bad card or it doesn't deliver, there's not knockouts – what, what is it like in Dana White's office the next day or that night? I'm going to tell you where I've been incredibly lucky and uh, what has made this sport go like this is that I always say I'm the bells and whistles guy. I put on, I tell you why the fights are good, how they're going to look. We put the fights together that we know um, should be, uh, you know, fun fights with the best in the world. And once that cage door closes, everything is out of my hands. It's up to the fighters. And these kids always deliver, man. They do. I Seriously, in 20 years, I can count on one hand how many shows have sucked. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where you've walked out and said, that show sucked. Mm-hmm. In 20 years, and, you know, what, what am I at? Like uh, over 200 fights, 220 fights on pay-per-view, not including all the other fights. Talking hundreds of fights. So, um, been very lucky with that. But, yes, when you walk out of a show that just sucked, it's just such a downer for everybody, man. And, it, you know, you're bummed out, and uh, it's not a good feeling for yeah. anybody. Yeah. How good is your memory if I were to just, like, bring up a UFC number to you and say, like, UFC uh, 197? Could you tell me who the main event was? No clue. What UFC no 4, clue. when Butterbean knocked someone out. <laughs> What's that? When Butterbean fought. Butterbean never fought in the UFC. Fuck! Come on! Yes, he did. <laughs> Are their UFC the... knowledge is unreal. My, my UFC knowledge have. is so crazy. You should get him to fight but the UFC. Butterbean, when he knocked people out, you should get him in the. Mm-hmm. He's still around. Yeah, no. Butterbean used to used to. It would be crazy because you would look at Butterbean and you'd see him fighting this guy who had some great physique and looked like he was going to kill Butterbean, and Butterbean would knock him out. That guy definitely had real power. That right yes. hand. If he caught you with the right hand, it was lights out for sure. Um, okay, I, he did fight in MMA. He just didn't fight in the UFC. So it wasn't so right. wrong. Okay. So why didn't you offer Butterbean a contract yeah. to fight in the UFC? Is that your biggest regret? <laughs> no regrets. Zero? None? Zero. No, none. Zero. What about the Ed Hardy shirts? Mm. What about what? What about the What about the Ed Hardy shirts? Yeah. Dan Hardy? The Ed, Ed, Ed Hardy, Hardy shirts. Oh, you're pretending you don't know what It's crazy that yeah. you just said this because... We were talking literally like two hours ago in my office about, you know, the clothing that, that we all used to wear in the UFC in like 06, 07. Yeah. And yes, I want to punch myself in the face when I see that. One regret. That's the one regret from Dana White. Uh, that's, that's a big one. As, uh, as sports are coming back, is there? can you just tell me that Fight Island is still going to happen? Yes. Fight Island is real and it's happening. Uh, the date of Fight Island is going to be uh, July 11th, Saturday, July 11th. Will be the first fight on Fight Island. Now, do Wait, we do we know where it? the island is located? I do. Yeah, can nobody you, else knows. Though. Can you tell us? Can you tell us what ocean? I'll tell you next week. What next week? I'm I'm going to have it? some images and, All right, and a lot of other things. Let us ask you two questions. Is it in an ocean? Yes. Is it in the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying. So yes. 
That it sounds is. like you would have said no. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Pacific yes. Ocean yes. Yeah. off the coast of uh, the mm. Catalina. Is it like a lesser ca- Catalina? Oh, yeah. It's like a like one of those islands that are just inhabited by seals. Or you did you get all the seals off? Can you comment on the rumors that you got what? the Chinese government to build you one of their fake islands oh. just so you could stage a fight on it? Interesting. You know, the funny thing is, is that this thing has definitely taken a life of its own. And one of my biggest fears was, you know, the uh, the fantasy of, of Fight Island may eclipse the reality of Fight Island. So uh, the pressure is on. Shit. That's a way, way to undersell it. Now I want to know where the fuck Fight Island Billy is. Are, are in, <laughs> Billy Football says that it's in the South China Sea. Ooh. <laughs> interesting. Is it that big floating trash heap that's like in the middle of the Pacific? <laughs> that would be Fighting awesome. On plastic you repurpose bottles. that, and you're now you're a real hero. Yeah. Shit. Is there a um, a small part of you that doesn't want other sports to come back so you can continue to be the only game? No, man. Listen, I'm a, I'm a fan of I'm a, I'm a fan of the Patriots, and I'm a fan of the Celtics, and uh, you know I, I love going. I go I do go to quite a few Celtics games a year. And I try to catch a couple Patriots games, but I watch them all on TV. I'm a sports fan too, and and, and you know what I really want to come back to is concerts. Yeah, I'm a big concert fan, man. I I, I, had, I was ready for Rage Against the Machine. I was going to do two dates of the Rage tour, and uh, you know those guys haven't toured in ten years. Yeah, that's a big bummer. Fight Island. Fight Island. Don't undersell Fight Island though. Like to me, you're right. It is a big fantasy of mine. I, I feel like it's like a Karate Kid movie or a, a no. It's like Mortal Kombat is what it is. I just exactly. want to picture well, it like that. That's exactly so. People have this this idea that when you walk out, like when you come out of the tunnel, you're going to be yeah. walking down with lit tiki torches, and yes. the octagon's going to be in the middle of the, of the jungle, and I'm going to be sitting in some big throne watching the yes. fights. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's the make the that happen. What you just yeah. described was awesome. Are you yes. not hearing yourself talk? Like, I want you wearing like a crown or a safari style like pith helmet in the middle of a jungle. Maybe get a band with like flames coming out of the guitars, like it's Mad Max Fury Road, just lined up playing heavy metal music. This is Fight <laughs> Island. That is the allure of Fight Island. How the fuck have you kept Fight Island like a secret where it is? How is that possible? But this is the problem. This is the problem with Fight Island. It, that the whole thing has, has ever it's taken on a life of its own, and, and everybody has this imagination, like he does, that this is uh, how, what Fight Island is going to be. Is Fight Island controlled by the United States government? <laughs> You're renting it, not buying it. We know that, huh? Yes. We, no. Yes. We're rent. We're not. I didn't buy the island. You we didn't we, we buy, didn't buy the an island. island. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Do you need a passport for Fight Island? Yeah. Okay. Is John Bones so Jones with Hawaii. allowed to go to Fight Island? Is Jones? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, obviously, you guys know Jones and I are in a bit of a beef right now. But yeah. It's not the. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last. So we'll what, see what happens. Do you think? Do you expect him to ever fight again in the UFC? Yeah. I, I, listen. At the end of the day, John's one of the best, if not the best, to ever do it, and. um you know, I, listen, does he have the money to retire? Yes. Do I think he will? I don't. But did, who knows? Did you Anything's see, possible. Did you see him taking spray cans from uh, looters and maybe be like, you know what? Let's put that on the positive side of, of, of John. Yeah, maybe no, we'll I, bring I, that I, back. I love that, you know. And, and uh, you know, John's been through a lot in the last uh, 10 years. But, uh, yeah, no, it was cool to see him out there uh, 
doing that. What, what about Connor? So Connor obviously had his uh, warm up fight this year, uh, which seems like it was forever ago. Was it this year? Yeah, right. Hey, he fought in January. Jesus Christ, that feels like ten years ago, doesn't uh, it? Yeah. So what's the plan for Connor in these comebacks? Is he going to get? He's going to get a title fight next. Like, how's it going to work? Yeah. So, so what I think Connor should do is wait for this Gaethje Habib fight and fight the winner of that. That's what really makes the most sense. Oh, for a guy of you want him Connor's to fight caliber. Habib again? He's going to get killed. <laughs> there you go. See, he he doesn't feel that way, and he wants that fight again. Okay. What about Conor versus Anderson Silva? Mm. What's that? Our Billy Football wants to know what about Conor versus Anderson Silva. So, you know, Conor McGregor when he fights it, he fought the fight at one seventy. He didn't even weigh one seventy. He yeah. was under one seventy. Anderson Silva fights at 185 pounds, right? He walks around at 210, 215. Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, just, that fight makes no sense. Um, Anderson Silva, uh, I don't even think he's ranked right now in that division, is he? Um, no, he's not ranked in that division, and he's like 44 years old. I mean, that fight makes no sense. So, Billy Football, bad job by Billy Football is what you're saying. He, Billy intern. was saying meet like, at 175. Billy Football has done a bad job. You would fire him if he was working for you, right? <laughs> yeah. That, that, if who was, if who was doing it? Billy Football is our intern. He's sitting behind the camera right now. He's yeah. the one who wants to make that fight. He wants to make it at 175. You can just fire him right now. Tell him he's doing a terrible job. Fired. Fired. Billy, you're fired. fired. Anna White just fired you. Fired. I can't read. Billy's fired. holding up an He's iPhone an ten feet from me that I can't read. I can't read I, that. Billy, I have an idea for you, Dana. Have you thought about? You know how um, whenever there is a pay per view, there will be some illegal streams. I'm sure you guys are very good at shutting them all down. You, I know you are because it seems like they just don't exist the same way. But there's always that one guy who pops on Periscope, and you can watch like half of his foot and his you know grody apartment and uh, watch the fight, you should remake that and then after a fight, hop into the screen and be like, fuck you, motherfuckers, buy the pay-per-view. <laughs> Think about that. <clears throat> I'll, I'll, I'll consider that. Okay, yeah. that's actually a good idea, though. It, it is a lot go of viral. Fun, yeah. Be like, FBI's coming for your ass. So you know what's funny is we, we actually have a group that that during a fight, they're knocking down all these different streams, right? We also have ways that we can figure out who's stealing it for free. And, and, and we go out and we, we catch these guys. Yes. Now, when you, talk, when you talk to these guys on your phone, they're a bunch of fucking tough guys. Mm-hmm. Okay? When we actually bust these guys, they call me crying, <laughs> asking me to, to, to please don't do this to them. I'm going to ruin their life and all this shit. And... Uh, the, the, a totally different fucking story because they don't think that they can be caught. But then when we catch them, they're the biggest fucking pussies <laughs> on planet Earth. Okay, so here it is, Dana. You're a marketing guy. I'm a marketing guy. A couple marketing guys talking here. This is a two birds with one stone situation. You catch the guys. Instead of prosecuting, we bring back John Bones Jones into the UFC, and if you illegally steal a fight card, you have to face him in the uh, in the octagon for a round. People would buy I that. I actually love that. Yes. I love that idea. Let's go. People would buy it. I would buy to see I one schlub get smoked every single, yeah. like, you could just have it be like, hey, all right, let's start the fights. And it's just one random fight of some dude 
that that uh, periscoped uh, a UFC and he just gets his ass kicked. He taps out in like ten seconds, and we just run through him. That's a card in itself. Yeah, what I would do too is uh, you if, when you come back, you have to fight Francis Ngannou and Derek Lewis. <laughs> no. And no, nobody, we don't kill him, and nobody's yes. going to stream that. No one's going to illegally <laughs> yes. uh, hijack that stream either. That would exactly. be incredible. Yeah. They would never do yeah. it again. That's way worse exactly. than being prosecuted. Uh, I wish we lived in that world. That would be perfect. <laughs> I'm down for that. Uh, the first time that you saw a Stylebender fight, were you thinking, like, is this guy, is he animated? Is this, like, Tekken 17? Yeah. The thing that I was curious about with, with him was um, – when he faced a good wrestler, what was going to happen to him? Would he be able to defend the takedown and, and do the things? It's it's unbelievable how fast that guy got his takedown defense dialed in. And, uh, you know, what an incredible mixed martial artist he's become in such a short amount of time. Yeah. I'm watching my, my – I'm about to win a pick five finally at Churchill Downs. Maybe. Maybe. Are you, uh, are you going out to the casinos in Vegas now that they're open? Let's go. Tonight. I'm going tonight. <laughs> Which one? Penn National, I assume. Which hotel am I going to tonight? No, you're going to a Penn the National. Tropicana, right? To a Penn National casino, right? Oh, Penn National. Yeah. No, I'm I'm, I'm going to play tonight at Caesar. At no, Caesar. Oh, no, Penn National uh, we'll is incredible. That out. We'll bleep that out. You're going to do a Penn National gaming is. Uh... Oh, is that their sponsor? Yeah, I'm playing. <laughs> yeah, play play it's a few hands. Sponsor, they bought us. <laughs> They're bosses. I threw out the Caesar's Palace on you That's guys. Okay. Sorry about that. That's okay. We'll I'm a huge Bellator to... fan, so it's not a big hey, deal. Where, where the hell is Penn National Casino? Worldwide. I think they're the uh, Tropicana, right? Yeah, and then we have um, the resort, the M Resort uh, off the strip. Oh, the M is one? Yeah, you love that place. <laughs> I do know. The M is really nice. Yeah, very nice. Very yeah, nice place. Very nice, very very nice, nice. place. Yeah. Um, okay. Is, I, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, that's a very nice place. Did you was there anything that you uh that you learned that was unexpected about hosting these fights given all the restrictions of how far away people have to be, all the testing? Is there anything that you took from your first experiences with that that you've implemented to either make the fight safer or change them to make them uh be streamlined a little bit? Yeah, you know, it's like anything else. I, my team is so badass and so good. Um, you know, we, we pull off the best events in all of combat sports history. Um, back of house and what you see on TV and, and live in, in the arena. But um, the thing is, once you get repetition and you start to get better and people, you know, we'll just get better and better and better at this. And, uh, you know, when you come to one of our events, it's the safest place you can be. Everybody there is tested multiple times. You know, every protocol is followed. Um, you know, you, you couldn't be in a safer place than at one of our fights. Uh, my last question, UFC 250, buy it Saturday night. It is the only game in town. Sports are back. Dana White has made sure sports stay uh, in, in your TV. So UFC 250, you got to buy it. My last question is uh, – were you at any moment like during this entire pandemic and maybe some backlash that you received, were you ever deterred? Because I, I don't know anyone else out there who really doesn't listen to like the court of public opinion. Like you, you just kind of ignore it. How, how do you do that? Uh, 20 years. I've been, I've been listening to this bullshit for 20 years. So, uh, you know, I was getting fucking hammered by the media through yeah. this thing. Um, but listen to me. When you when when you look at 
when somebody writes something and it's super negative or they shouldn't be doing this and shouldn't be doing that, I look these people up, okay? I go online and I look at them. If you ever look at some of these fucking reporters, I go look at this fucking dork, okay? Of course, this is what this guy is fucking saying. They are, if you loaded up a bus of all the wimpiest people on fucking planet Earth, okay? And you put them all in a room together, the media are wimps amongst wimps, okay? Wimps will be slapping fucking those guys around. So it is exactly what I expect them to say. Their opinion means nothing to me. Since when do we let the fucking media decide what we're going to do or not do? You know what I mean? Um, so, so their opinion really means nothing to me. And at the end of the day, what my job is, A, to take care of my employees. B, to make sure that the fighters continue to make a living and, and keep working. And C, to make this company money. That is my job. That's what I do, and that's all I care about. So did you ever think, though, because I the media, I, I can see what you're saying there, but in terms of like public health officials, did you ever think, hey, maybe I should listen to these people? Or how did how did that all break down where you were uh, like, hey, let's go full steam ahead. We can do this, and we can do it safely. When you look at this thing with common sense, and there was a great piece that was done by your guy, Dave, um, you know, one, uh, one of the preeminent uh, doctors in the world. <laughs> but no, but he, but he, but he, but what he said was absolutely right, and it's common sense. Flatten the curve, flatten the curve, flatten the curve is what we were hearing, right? So everybody went in. I I did all the right things too. I did what I was told. You know, I took my family and we stayed home and we, we you know we did what we were told. But the truth of the matter is. There was no no end in sight. When they would they would draw the line and say we're going to do this for thirty days, then they would say we're going to do it for another fifteen days. We're going to do it, and it keeps dragging on. Well, first of all, there's an answer and a solution to everything, and the and the answer is never let's just hide from this thing until the government tells us you know we can come out. There's a solution, and and health and safety is something that we worry about every single weekend. Not not just since the coronavirus popped up. And I know that we have the best team, the best staff, the best doctors, access to the best, you know, and sharpest minds in the medical uh, field. And we figured this thing out and we knew we could do it. Mm -hmm. So then it was just a, a matter of getting it done. And let me tell you what, when I tell you that these fucking dorks from the media, right? It's not just like, oh, let's write a shitty story and say that these guys are bad guys for trying to go during the COVID-19 thing. They're literally making phone calls to the athletic commissions, the venues that, you know, and doing all this stuff to try to make it stop, you know, um, just the fucking disgusting. Ugh. Anyway, when you say wimpy okay. members of the but media, you know what the bottom line is, you know what the bottom line is? I fucking won. <laughs> when you say wimpy me members of the media, I want to clarify. You're not talking about Robbie Fox. <laughs> no, he's, he's one Robbie's of the toughest. Masculine. Yeah, he's one of the toughest, most durable guys out there in the media. Yes, agreed. Yes, I love Robbie. Yes, yes, I love him too. I actually really do like. Him. I know he calls you Uncle Dan. Listen, I'm not talking about all the media guys. I, there, there are media guys out there that I like. Yeah, I, I think what still, the what the root not, of not the strongest guys in the world, but still, <laughs> yeah, there's not bad guys. Fair, right. right. I think what the root of 
you know, what started a lot of this was people were legitimately concerned about a public health issue. So they, I think some people just want to make sure that now is the right time to be doing it, that you are talking with the appropriate health officials that are making sure that it's safe and that like hosting a fight is not going to spread the virus and cause any damage. I think that that that's a legitimate concern. Um, but it seems like, I don't know, were you, were, do you have like a public health person that you've been talking to about all this, like taking their advice? Look at this guy walking right into the middle of my, uh, uh, look at this. <laughs> so, uh, yes, first of all, first and foremost, if you talk to any of my employees, okay, any of my employees ever, I care about my employees. I would never do anything to hurt my employees. I'm not trying to go out and die and bring this shit home and, and, and hurt any of my family. I don't want to see any fighters get hurt, you know, in a fight or any other way. Um, so, yeah, this, this this wasn't a thing about, oh, the media was concerned about the health and safety of, get the fuck out of here. Not even remotely fucking close. These guys are dirty little weasels, and what they wanted to do was stop this fucking event because they felt it shouldn't happen. Or their fucking egos wanted to prove that they could stop this thing, that they, you know, I write for the fucking New York Times, this fucking dork. Him and all the other fucking dorks were so upset when this fucking fight went off. That dork went fucking crazy because now all this guy wants to do is write about the UFC, this New York Times fucking dork. Look that guy up. I, I want clar- to clarify, way, Dana. I, I, think the, I think their media should be trusted to a point, and it's also very important, but the way you say fucking dork it's very is hilarious. Fun. I want to clarify. Do you not like... Look him up. What's your opinion on the media? Tell me what you fucking think he is. Dork. What's your, if you were to use one word, two words to describe the media, what would it be, Dana? Um, yeah, most of them are fucking dorks. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and the absolute wimpiest of the wimps. <laughs> but you also, you understand, too, that uh, if anything did go wrong, you'd have to own it. And it'd be a pretty 100%. big black eye on everything that you I'm built. right here. Yeah. I'm right here. Yeah. I'm right here. There's no doubt about it. Listen. When you go when you when you go like I went, right? It just if you look at what we've built over the last twenty years, I'm not gonna run out there and 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 kick myself in the head and, and, and do something that I don't think that I can pull off, fail miserably in front of the whole world, and, and then what? Right. I knew we could pull it off. I and there were people that were willing to do it with us and try to make this thing work. And uh instead of saying, Hey, you know, we think this is, you know, probably a little too soon to go which, which what the fuck do they know anyway what they're they're doctors they're the, the the fucking dork from the new york times is the guy that gets to determine whether it's time to go or not get the fuck out of here <laughs> well get the fuck out of here that's such a crock of shit uh one last question for me have you already worked out arrangements with whether it be the coast guard or uh, the local government of San Antonio, or excuse me, San Diego, to arrange the ships that will be leaving from the port of San Antonio or San Diego to get them out to the islands off the coast of California. No, there won't be any ships from San Diego yeah. to Fantasy Island. Okay, so it's not. Oh, San- it's Fantasy Island now. Oh, that's kinky. I thought that's what you called it. I thought you called it Fantasy Island. No, are you are you going to do? You want to call it Fantasy? Is there going to be internet connection is unstable? Is there going to be fucking on Fantasy Island? You should turn it into a reality show. Like the entire island should be the ultimate fighter, mm-hmm. the ultimate islander. Yeah. 
Hey, I think you guys need to get into the fight business. You guys got a lot of ideas. Yes. We are ideas, yes. guys. Yes. Um, all right, Dana White, thank you as always. UFC 250, tune in Saturday night, and then be be ready because Fight Island's coming. You're going to announce it next week. Uh, July 11th will be the first fight on Fight Island. Get excited. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thanks, thanks man. man. Appreciate it. Dana White was brought to you by Simply Safe. What's the number one sign of a bad home security system? A home security system that's so complicated that you never use it. That's what we're talking about with Dana, about technology getting too confusing to the point where it actually makes our lives more complicated. Well, with Simply Safe, that's exactly the type of security system that Simply Safe has spent a decade fighting against. They believe Simple Safer, and it's exactly why Simply Safe is the home security for right now when feeling safe at home has never been more important. Simply Safe was designed to be easy to use. It protects your whole home 24/7. Online order online with a click of a button, open the box, place the sensors, plug it in and your home is protected around the clock. There's no technician, no salesperson that comes to your house, disrupts you. You don't need to pay any outrageous monthly fees. You don't need to sign a two-year contract with Simply Safe. Simply Safe was named the best overall home security system of 2020 by U.S. News and World Report, and their 24/7 professional monitoring and emergency dispatch starts at just 50 cents a day. So go to simplysafe.com/pmt, get free shipping, and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's simplysafe.com/pmt. Make sure that they know that our show sent you there. And now, Booger McFarland. And now for something completely different. Okay, we now welcome on recurring guest and friend of the program. It is Booger McFarland. Uh, Booger, it's great to talk to you. It's great to have you on. We want to talk about a bunch of stuff, but uh, I think the most uh, the the thing that's at the top of everyone's mind right now is Drew Brees and the state of Louisiana, your home state, uh, and how this is all kind of played out. Uh, in the last couple days with NFL and Drew Brees. And I guess my first question would be just from like a locker room perspective, you see a bunch of his teammates uh, speaking out and saying like you're tone deaf. Do you think that that's going to carry over uh, to the season? Do you think Drew Brees is going to have trouble, you know, repairing some of those relationships after what was an admittedly very tone deaf comment by him? No, I, I don't think so. And, you know, if you look at our society, we will harp on something until the next thing comes up. Just think about coronavirus. I don't think anybody's mentioned the word COVID-19 or, or Corona in the last week since what happened in Minneapolis. So that's just kind of the nature of our society, but specifically to the locker room, man, man, you guys know how the locker room is. I mean, you guys got a mini locker room there. You go in there when the cameras in, are off, when the phones are off, you talk about a lot of different things, some comfortable, some not, but it's, it, it's the, it, it's the sacredness of the, the confines of where you are when you guys are in, in, in your office in your building you expect what goes on in there to stay in there we can have difficult conversations we can use language that we otherwise would not use outside of it and by and large the locker room is a forgiving place as a matter of fact as you and I are talking now Michael Thomas has already come out and said that he accepts Drew Brees's apology and so all you can do is take him for take him at his word I think in the end though Drew Brees apologized for the backlash like he apologized because he pissed off America I mean let's face it Drew Brees never said I apologize for my stance he, he basically went to bed last night and couldn't sleep he was uncomfortable probably for uh one of the few nights in his life like he couldn't sleep last night he tossed and turned man America does not like me America 
thinks I'm a racist. America thinks I can do no wrong. They're chanting F Drew Brees in New Orleans. Like his entire world was shaking last night. And what I would tell Drew Brees, black people have been sleeping like that for a long damn time. Okay, so if he can go to bed one night uncomfortable and wake up at 7 a.m., he sent the damn apology this morning at 7 a.m. So either he got up at 6 in New Orleans or 4 in California, he didn't sleep. Right. Okay? He was up early to to do this. And, um, you know, hopefully he learns. It's not going to be as easy as sending an apology. Um because this is the same stance, guys, that he had in 2016. Yeah. So what changed between 2016, yesterday, and today? The only thing that changed was the public outcry. And for that, I think he's apologizing for it. Yeah. I think when, when he got done with that interview, he didn't think he said anything wrong. I think when he was exactly. done with that interview, he thought to himself, nailed it. I, I stood up for what I believe in, and this is Drew Brees. That was a good answer that I gave to it. And I think what a lot of kind of the backlash to even Drew Brees' apology, there are a lot of people that are misconstruing the situation and saying Drew Brees is apologizing for loving the American flag and for wanting to honor his his veteran grandparents. That's not what people are mad at Drew Brees for. People aren't mad. You can believe what you want about the flag. You can believe, uh, you know, you can use it as a symbol in your own life to honor if you have uh, veterans in your family. That's perfectly normal. I think a lot of people do. But what Drew Brees was saying was, I'm not. I don't, I'm not here to listen to my teammates that might have opposing views to that, and that's what that's what he has yet to apologize for. He just apologized kind of for people saying uh, that he was a bad guy, and he was like, "I don't want to offend anybody." So sorry if I offended anybody. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully he did take the time to kind of learn a little bit from it. Um, I want to discuss real quick. Well, actually, stick on this. Were you surprised to see his teammates publicly calling him out on social media? That usually doesn't happen to a guy like. Uh, like Drew Brees. Uh, yeah, I was a little surprised, but here's what happens. And when the biggest fish in the room calls him out, Michael Thomas, then it becomes easier for people below him. So Michael Thomas is what, like the second and third highest paid player on the team. So once Michael Thomas calls him out, then Cam Jordan chimes in, then Malcolm Jenkins chimes in, then it's like open season on Drew Brees at that point. So it, it just shows you um, how real the situation is. And, and, and Michael Thomas, is a no-nonsense guy. Like, I, I've had conversations with him. Like, one of the things that makes him uh, a top three receiver in football is his work ethic, his dedication, and just how committed to being who he is that he's he's become over the years. And when he called him out, and man, everybody was like, whoa, in that locker room. And so, flip it over, when Michael Thomas accepts his apology today, I, I think other people in that locker room will, will, will kind of fall in line. And here, here's, the, here's the catch in New Orleans. Sean Payton is one of the best leaders I've ever been around. He's, he's a quarterback whisperer. He's done great things with Drew Brees and is going to try to do great things with Jameis Winston. But I think one of the more underrated things that he does is relationship mending and relationship building. He'll do a phenomenal job in, in New Orleans with that. But those things, um, either fortunately or unfortunately, depending on what side you're on, we're not going to be privy to because they should and they will take place behind closed doors. So, so I think this this past week has been uh, like what what people are, are finding is they're having uncomfortable uh, conversations. They're feeling uncomfortable, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. I saw I, I I tweeted today just jokingly like the Drew Brees using the end race. He googled end racism stock image, and he he picked the picture with a white guy and a black guy 
you know, clasping hands. I actually looked it up and he did like it was halfway down the Google image searches. <laughs> and I made that joke on Twitter and I had a lot of people coming at me and being like, Hey, what, like, what did Drew Brees say that was wrong? And I, I'm in a weird spot where it's like, I can't really explain, you know, the feelings that black America is going through right now. And people probably don't want to hear me explain it. So from your perspective, when you see something like Drew Brees saying something like that, like what, in your mind, can you explain it to some people who don't understand trying to expand their worldview of what exactly, you know, is wrong and what he missed in his initial statement? Well, his statement was not only was it tone deaf, he just didn't listen. And so, like, if you will understand the context, let's go back to 2016. Colin Kaepernick is sitting on the bench. He didn't kneel first. He sat on the bench. He sat down and Nate Boyer. A, a Green Beret came to him and said, hey, Colin, um, for me, it's disrespectful if you sit down. Colin was like, okay, well, what can I do? He's like, I'd rather you kneel. And so Colin Kaepernick then got off the bench from sitting, and he went and knelt down. So that's how the whole kneeling started. Let's make sure we understand that. Mm-hmm. So he talked to a military guy, and the military guy, Nate Boyer, told him to kneel. So now. The whole movement went on with Colin Kaepernick in 2016, and we all know how that how that played out. No need to go through that whole uh, whole situation again. Drew Brees felt the same way in 2016. So now you fast forward to yesterday, and Drew Brees is on Yahoo Finance. I'm, I, I don't know what they're discussing or whatever. I, I guess he didn't. Somebody didn't have enough money, so they decided to talk to Drew Brees about finance and all that, whatever. <laughs> and and lo and behold, a conversation comes up about protesting. Well, Drew Brees felt very comfortable based on the reaction of America in 2016 to basically double down and say what he said in 2016 yesterday. Here's the problem with that. Less than two weeks ago, a black man was murdered on national television by the knee of a white cop. There's a there's nine minutes of video almost of that nine minutes of, of video, two minutes and 46 seconds of it. The black man is unconscious after he just got through telling you I couldn't breathe. So white officer kneeling down, black man throat, dead, homicide, murder. There we go. So Drew Brees was tone deaf to the situation of America that's happened since then with the rioting and and, and everything with the protesting and all that. So now he goes on Yahoo Finance and he says he reiterates his stance and he personalizes it and he makes it selfish and he makes it about the flag. Well, guys, Colin Kaepernick told us, Nate Boyer told us, thousands of people said this is not about the flag. But Drew, which is what happens across America, Drew lived in his bubble. And his bubble was all about Drew. And for me, it's about my granddaddy and my grandparents, and this is what I feel, and it's all about me right now. Well, guess what? That's part of the problem with America right now. That's why we are where we are today, because so many people have just tried to be in their bubble and not look at the oppression of other people, uh, namely black and brown people, and they just focus on themselves. So when you look at what Drew said yesterday, not only did he didn't, not only did he not hear what Kaepernick said four years ago, he didn't hear the cry coming from his own locker room with his teammates, and he didn't hear that an, another unarmed black man was murdered. This time, it's changing the country, so to speak. I don't know if you guys agree, but this time seems different. Like America seems different right now than some of the previous cases. And and, and so when Drew says that and then all hell breaks loose, he's like, well, what did I do wrong? In his mind, I guarantee you, he's saying, what did I do wrong? Because I just said the same thing four years ago. So if if you're out there and you're part of white America and you don't understand what he said, let me break it down 
and, and, and be real concise. You can have an issue with how someone protests and you may not do it the same way, but you have to respect that we live in a country that allows peaceful protest. And if, if Colin Kaepernick wanted to protest on a knee, this country says he has the right to. You cannot tell him, I, I hear you, excuse me, I see you, but I'm not going to listen to your message until you do it the way I want you to do it. And Drew Brees is basically telling us, I don't want you to kneel down. If you kneel down, I can't, like, I'm, that's disrespectful to me. And so it's kind of uh, along those same lines. Um, his apology today basically said, I stand with you, I'm there for you, I'm, I'm against racism. But what it never said was, you know what? I am for protesting the way that you want to protest. It never said that because he still believes what he believed yesterday, which is why you kind of take the apology and you're like, okay, I hear you, but I really don't. And, and I, I, I think that's where people are, are getting hung up where they're saying, well, if Colin Kaepernick can kneel, Drew Brees can say that, uh, you know, he, it's his right to say, I don't want to kneel. It is his right to say he doesn't want to kneel. But what he said was, Colin Kaepernick or people kneeling is disrespectful to the flag and that's kind of the that's where it gets all cloudy because if Drew Brees had said yesterday I understand that you know people who are kneeling and I understand and that's their right I personally am not going to kneel that's a totally different that's a totally different statement I think that's where people are getting a little confused and the other thing I just want to throw out there is we live it everything gets uh you know boiled down to to very like this is exactly what it is it's black and white every single time no one is saying drew Brees is a bad guy he has done great things he has done great things for the community of new orleans he's done great things for the state of louisiana he was he was tone deaf and he was wrong here for not listening but that's people are then you know they'll take it and be like oh we're canceling drew Brees. all the work he's done no that's the opposite he actually is a great guy and he's clearly shown that he wants to help other people, but he also should listen. He did, yeah, he needs to do a better job of listening. I think what you're seeing as well is that uh, looking back at 2016 through the lens of today, there are a lot of people who, you know, they're saying like, hey, I'm on board for the cause. I, I'll, I understand that there's a problem with racism in America and with law enforcement dealing with black people. Uh, but, you know, you don't need to riot in a violent way. You're hearing a lot of people say that. You're seeing some of those same people look back at 2016 and they're thinking in the back of their heads, damn, you know what? Taking a knee during the national anthem peacefully looks pretty good right now. I probably shouldn't have just ignored the peaceful protest because I wish that's what was going on at this time. But we didn't listen. Most of America didn't listen then. And so I think when you see Drew Brees, he just is kind of skipping that step and not realizing that now is the time if you haven't listened before now is the time that you need to listen to what your teammates are telling you and what you know your coworkers are telling you what your community is telling you and you know i i think drew will do that um you know drew is that man listen drew you know me being from louisiana i've seen up close and personal what drew has done down there and it's it's been phenomenal um but i'm kind of glad this happened you know uh you know drew's done a lot of great stuff he he's, he's been phenomenal but it kind of leads to the bigger issue. And Drew Brees is just uh, the name that we're focused on right now. But you could put any prominent uh, white American that that's given a lot of money, uh, that has um, supported a lot of great causes. But in, inside them, they mm-hmm. still feel a certain way about issues in the African-American community. 
So no matter how much money you throw at something, it doesn't change who you are. Yeah. No matter how much money or, or how many good causes you support, it doesn't change who you are. Sometimes we look at the money and we follow the money because, by and large, the person that's running the country right now, all he talks about is money. So I guess that's what, like, we all follow the money, the economic status, the economy has never been better. And so money becomes the, the bigger issue. And if I can throw any amount of money that, that matters at a cause, you know, people are going to, people are going to celebrate it. People are going to um, elevate my name. And it's not necessarily always about the money. Colin Kaepernick didn't ask anybody for any money initially. All he said was, hey, people, let's pay attention to police brutality. Let's pay attention to it. If we'll pay attention to it, I mean, guys, think about this. I don't think there's a direct correlation, but if we pay, if if the same intensity that we had in 20, in, in 2020, was had back in 2016, George Floyd may still be alive. We don't know that. Mm-hmm. Okay? He, he may still be alive. And so when we when we hear somebody cry for a, a, a particular sector of, of, of our country or a particular community, whether it's black people coming to white people, whether it's white people coming to black people and saying, hey, we need help, it's our job as Americans to listen. Okay? The foundation of this country says liberty and justice for all. It doesn't say liberty and justice for black people. It doesn't say liberty and justice for uh, white people. It doesn't say for Mexicans. It says for all. That's what this country is built on. So we still have a long way to go to include the all. Hopefully, Drew Brees lending his name based on the, 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 the statement or the ignorant statement he made will allow him to learn and it will allow us to learn as a country and go forward with this. Um, all right. So, I mean, th- th- what you just said is is spot on and perfect, because I think people are just, like I said, having uncomfortable conversations this past week, which is a good thing. And it's the we, when we talked to Arian Foster on Monday, he said small victories matter and small wins matter. And just the reaction that people had to Drew Brees versus four years ago, that's a small victory that people are more aware of this. Um I shifting a little bit topics from one difficult topic to probably another. I wanted to know uh, you have helped, you have done a great job of being a consummate professional, but how has it been the last few months watching your job basically openly shopped online every single day? Well, when you're in big boy business, what I call it, you know, when, when you're in, when you're in jobs that are, uh, high profile jobs, high salary jobs. Uh, it, it comes with the territory rumors. Uh, when I was in the NFL, okay. I was a first round pick. I want to say about three or four years later, they drafted another guy in the first round. So different type rumors, but you hear the same thing, man, did they draft him to replace you? Uh, how are you going to handle them having a first round pick in your room or whatever? So like, I've become accustomed to dealing with that for years. Um, you know, ESPN and I came to a, a, a decision a while back, uh, way before it was reported. So the overlap or the timetable wasn't as great as a lot of people think, but they decided to move on in, in, in a different direction. So, hey, I accepted and I moved on. And I, I've been team booger for life. I, I loved you in the booth and I, I was hoping that they were going to bring you back next year. Um, I'm also I want to give you this opportunity to dispel some nasty internet rumors out there about you about that booger mcfarlane has a miscalibrated peloton bike and he's juicing <laughs> in stats and that's why he's always on the top of the leaderboard because you see it i see people talking about it i'm asking questions too 
Well, listen. Um, first of all, I, I got my bike July the 6th. I think it was my first ride last year. The guy from Peloton came in my house. He calibrated the bike. He set it up. He said, hey, a year from now, um, what I would do is is, is I would uh, call Peloton, have somebody come back out because the, I guess the, the warranty ends at a year. So right before a year, have somebody come back out, do this again, uh, but your bike should be good to go. And so I've gotten on the bike and I've ridden the bike and I started at the bottom, okay, and I worked my way up. So to your point about my bike and my numbers being false, I've kicked your ass a number of times from the, starting at day one, okay, mm-hmm. and that hadn't changed. As a matter of fact, I, I've, I've felt bad for you that I've tried to give you the, equi- the equivalent of like food stamps. I've given you charity charity numbers on the output to try to make you feel better. But guess what? Even that still didn't help. So yeah. I, I really resent that, okay? You can hear the emotion coming out. I get more yes. pissed off about the Peloton I than I do it. about Monday Night Football because the Peloton is near and dear, okay? I kick ass daily on the Peloton. You do. And it starts with the guy sitting to your right, Big Cat. Yes. <laughs> you you do. do. Yeah, wait, you, do you, you do, do the, kick my do ass. Do you do the weights? Do you do the weights mid-ride? mid, mid uh, ride? No, I've never picked my weights up, never. Okay. Yeah, they're like two pounds. They don't do anything. Okay. But I, well, I, you know what I told them? I told them to send me the heaviest one. So I thought there was going to be like some 10-pounders. They sent three-pounders. I'm like, okay, this will be decoration. Yeah. <laughs> For the record, I don't actually believe that you have a miscalibrated bike because that's how it is. If anybody's better than you, you say, oh, their, mic's, their, their bike's miscalibrated, and that's your excuse for it. But, yeah. Speaking, listen, speaking of Peloton, since we're on that subject, it's a, it's a couple things that I need to address with you, okay? The whole purpose of the Peloton, competition, camaraderie, you know, we've really taken advantage of it during COVID-19. Yep. But essentially, it is a car, it's, it's a piece of cardio equipment that gets you in better shape. That's, that's, that's basically what it is, okay? Now, if we're going to do this, PFT, there are a couple of things that I'm going to suggest that you do that can elevate your status cardiovascular-wise and maybe also uh, just, just appearance-wise. Okay. If, if we're going to get on there for a half hour, 45 minutes, the first thing you should drink after you get off probably shouldn't be a beer. No, that's it's beers after. That's the whole motivation. You have a you have a beer it. after it, you get on a Peloton. Drink a drink a bottle of water before you get to the beer, though. That's yeah, non. That's a non-starter. Rehydrate. No, it's beers after. Go, it's beer, Big Cat doesn't understand the beers after life. Beers what after the is fuck a, was that? It's that an, was a ricochet. It's, an, it's an important did? part of. Sorry, I'm not talking about your little Peloton of my culture. Like Three hundred people can be. No, it, no. There's there's like probably I think there's we had thousand. what a, a, that was five thousand people on unfair on shot. the Buds of Anarchy leaderboard, and Booger's there, one of the founding there are, members. There are thousands of people that ride with us, Big Cat. Just thousands. because you are not a part of Buds of, uh, of Anarchy. Do not, please do not. Listen, I didn't like, fire the first shot. PFD just fired a shot across the well, you said for no you reason. went after beers after. I'm very no, defensive of beers I, after. What did I say about beers after? You said drink water before, don't Booger drink a beer right after. just said that. Well, I'm deflecting to Booger you. Booger just said that. I'm, what I'm, the fuck? Well, I can't talk shit Take to Booger in your hand right now. Anyway, because Booger beats me Holy every day. Shit. I can't talk shit to him about the Peloton. You're, that was like what that clip your hand. Is that a Coke Zero? This is Coke Zero. No sugar. That was like a oh, that you you were just like oh. Rudy Giuliani who on Piers Morgan today who said f- you know <laughs> fuck this and then two minutes later they're like don't swear he's like I didn't swear <laughs> no sugar <laughs> booger I'm about the no sugar life booger I got a okay. I, I got a more serious question for you let's just do a little hypothetical I'm a coach I don't know if you saw that I'm a coach Tennessee you probably should have gone to Tennessee although Phil Fulmer. That story you told on Rasillo's podcast of Phil Fulmer making putting his hands in your ass, yeah, I on mean, the recruiting. Phil Fulmer slid his hands on the, on my rear end and grazed my he grazed my scrotum, man. There was no way I was going to go to 
Tennessee. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Said you want to be the center for Peyton Manning. Uh, if if you're if you're situational football, third and ten, what'd you say? Run a draw and spike. Uh, third and ten, <laughs> probably not. I'd probably do that on second down. <laughs> do you take that? Was that what happened? So so that was that. By the way, that was not your fault. That game, that Bills Texans game, lost control. When it lost control, it was like the whole thing, like running around with its hair on fire. But after you say something like that in the booth, I'm always curious. Because I, doing live, like, announcing is an impossible job. People don't realize how fucking hard it is. But you say something like that. Do you know instantly, like, whoops, that was a mistake? Or do you, afterwards, you're like, pop on Twitter and you're like, shit, yeah, probably should have told them to spike on fourth down. No, it was it was, it was was pretty instant because I, I was basically relying on technology because in the booth, like, you're so far up. Right. And, and, and sometimes you can't see. And I was blocked from seeing the down and distance. So I'm relying on technology. And of course, the technology was a bit slow. I don't know if the Wi-Fi and, and NRG Stadium was a little slow, but our technology was a, well, was a little slow. And so I thought it was second down. Well, in actuality, it wasn't. So it's just a miscalculation. But uh, I didn't need Twitter to tell me that. Hell, I, I knew that the moment, you did. Uh, like like two seconds later. Like if, you, if you're leaning on Twitter to give you anything – uh, important in your job, you, then you're probably a in the wrong job, and 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 b you probably need, need a new source of critique for your job. Yes, yes. That game was crazy though. That game did like there was yeah, a moment was. in that second half where like whatever happens, it was after Josh Allen threw the pitch. <laughs> like uh, it doesn't matter what's said, it doesn't matter what happens. This game has lost its mind. The hail mary to the fullback. Yeah, yeah, that was a great one too. <laughs> that that yeah, the game watching it, I just felt like I was drunk after watching fifty uh-huh. minutes of it. It was insane. Well, so uh, you I mean, that's just another it. day that ends wide for you. That's, that's <laughs> true, man. I'm taking it from all sides here. Listen, I haven't given it to listen, you at all. You made. Here's what happened. Big Cat made a little, small, tiny comment after Booger called me out for beers after. I don't and think I lashed at I yeah, so, you, uh-huh. you did. And I, I lashed oh at you God. when I should have lashed back at Booger. That's my Bad mistake. Look. But you're in the room with me. Booger's not. But Booger, you can at least acknowledge that I am improving. I'm, I'm now beating other yes. professional athletes. You have improved. Uh, speaking of speaking of racist things, I, I've, I've noticed how you try to beat the white guys more than the black guys. Mm. Um, Interesting. Matt Leonard is kind of your whooping boy. <laughs> uh, Jeff Swartz is definitely another one of those. Uh-huh. When it comes to myself and Cliff Averill, you kind of stay away from the brothers. And so right. I'm not sure if that is coincidence, which I really don't believe in. So no. since we're on this racial undertone across America right now, I may as well bring that up. Credit to yeah. me. Credit to me, the least yeah. racist Peloton rider in America. <laughs> I do want to see you. I think that you could become a professional bicyclist. I want to see Booger wearing the yellow jacket or the yellow shirt, getting his cheeks kissed at, at like underneath the Arc de Triomphe. At the Tour de France. Here's the back. problem with that is that, you know, when I first got the Peloton, I, I was given two options. Do you get the seat cushion or do you put the shorts on that look like the pins? So I actually I actually went and looked at the shorts. And when I tried them on, I'm like, there is no way. I do not want to be wearing diapers ever in my life. I don't care if, I, if I'm on my deathbed. So I put the shorts back down and I went and bought the seat cushion. So being a professional cycler would probably require me to put the shorts back on and I refuse to look like I have on a pair of Depends. Hey, to accomplish what others can't, you have to be willing to do what others won't, Booger. Put a diaper on. (laughs) I'm like, damn, look at you reading some type of book of quotes today. (laughs) 
uh, Booger, I had one last question. Um, what do you I got? can't remember when it came out, the uh, short sleeve suit that you had. What was yes. that? What was the story behind that? Do you still have that suit? It's the most outrageous slash kind of works look. It's a huge white, maybe even beige it was suit. it was beige. First of all, stop right beige. there because you're already dis- you're, you're being disrespectful already. Okay. <laughs> beige. Yes. Beige suit with uh, short sleeve, so literally like cut off and yes. super baggy. What was that suit for? Was that your that wasn't your draft suit, was it? No, I I wish it would have been. I, I could have explained it a little bit more. So <laughs> I, I want you to take your mind back 17 years to 2003 ESPYS in Los Angeles. Oh man, summertime. All right. It's warm in LA. It's it's hot, and so my it? tailor came to me and he's like, "Hey, um, what do you want to do? You, you guys are probably gonna you guys are up for team of the year. Are you going to the Espies?" I'm like, "Yeah." I said, "I got to do something different though. I don't want to just put on a suit and a tie and you know." He's like, "I got something for you," and he he, he starts telling me. He said, "Yeah, have you ever won an ascot?" I'm like, "What?" He's like, "The thing that said you're entertainer wears." I'm like, "Okay, no, but I, I've seen him." He's like, "I'm gonna make you a summer suit, okay." Hence the cut off sleeves for summertime. I'm going to make you a summer suit. And instead of a tie, we're going to have an ascot. So when I'm getting dressed in the room and I'm, I'm putting this thing on, um, I said, this is either going to be incredibly fly or incredibly bad. Now, mm. to my credit, I thought it was incredibly fly. Yeah. But a lot of people years later uh, have told me that it wasn't as fashionable as I thought. Um, <laughs> however, I like it. I, well, I, I love it. And if if you would have went to if you would have if you would have gone to Europe in say tw- two thousand and one, they were wearing those in Europe. So I was just trying to bring it to the United Got States. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. I will well, say something nice about it. The short the 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 how bad the short sleeves look completely yeah. overshadow how truly the awful the buttons are. Yeah, the six buttons. <laughs> so that's something nice I could say about it. Good job there. Like, it took me a second to look at it to be like, oh, my God, does he have six buttons buttoned? <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, man, listen. Some of the things you do when you're younger, uh, I, I, don't, I don't even know if you can explain. The six buttons, because it was so long. Let me see. Like, like nowadays, all your jackets are shorter. So if I did that again, like if I did a redo, which I which I've, I've seriously been thinking about doing a redo of that suit. Uh, it, it would probably be only three buttons, and okay. the V would probably come down, probably like mid chest, and I and, mm-hmm. and I would just go like wife beater underneath. So I would have to shave my chest so the hairs wouldn't show, and you know I would go a shirt or wife beater underneath, and then just bring it down to like a two or three button. Yeah, I think Cam Newton actually rocked a short sleeve suit a couple years ago, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, you were just yeah, you were 18 years ahead of time. That's all. Yeah, all right, I hear you. <laughs> I, there's also a little part of me that's like Monday Night Football was like, all right, well, we've already used this uh, embarrassing photo, so Booger, like, we'll kick you to the curb now. Like they because they did it during a, I think they showed it during a broadcast, right? That was when it was yeah. unveiled. Uh, the, well, that that photo had been out there a while. Like, okay. Once I got once I got hired by the network in 2014. Um, that the that photo started making the round. So uh, nationally, I'm pretty sure it probably came out on Monday Night Football. But that, yeah. it, it had kind of circulated 
on the local level that, uh, for a while. That's that's like the key to if you give any tip to anyone who's uh, going on to be the Monday Night Football commentator, like whatever embarrassing photos you have, whether it be if you're bald and now you, you used to have hair or suits or anything, hold a couple back so that you can you can you can make sure they can use them for many years going forward because they love to do that that one random night where they're like it's the it's the break uh, glass in case of emergency it's yeah. the patriots are up 40 points on a monday night football game let's start embarrassing everyone that's in the booth and part of the broadcast team yeah you know when you reach that point of the game when you, when you got to come you know you you got to become storytellers uh, yeah. usually you better have something in your back pocket. Right. Did you ever bring like a prop up into the booth? Like I remember John Gruden used to bring a banana and like a blender and shit up there sometimes in case the game got really weird. Did you ever bring anything up there? Uh, no, nah, man, never brought anything up in the booth, man. It, it was a, uh, I mean, you know, we had a couple of coffee machines, but other than that, it, it was pretty status quo. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, this has been, this has been great. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate it. Are you, do you consider yourself a buck for life or a cult for life? Hmm. Uh, I live in Tampa, um, so probably a, a a probably a buck for life, man. Okay. Um, I will say this: I flew to Indianapolis on Air Tran the day after I got traded. So Air Tran is not even around anymore. It just shows you how long ago that's been. And I was scared to death. I was honestly scared to death. I'd never been to the Midwest in my life. I was scared of the weather. I was scared how how a, a black man would be treating the Midwest. Like I, I honestly had no clue. I get off the plane and there was a there was a lady at baggage claim who just came up to me and she's like, uh, you're not from here, are you? I was like, no, ma'am. She's like, well, welcome to Indianapolis. It's a great city. Make sure you go to St. Elmo's. Enjoy the people. It is the nicest city you will ever visit. And she foreshadowed what was to come. I met the best people in my life in Indianapolis. Mm. Some of the best restaurants I've ever been to in my life in Indianapolis. I learned what black ice was for the first time in Indianapolis. <laughs> like there, there were so many things about Indianapolis that was eye-opening to me. Uh, two of the best years of my life was, you know, when I spent up there. And those people up there couldn't have been nice to me. And it gave me a newfound respect for what happened, uh, excuse me, for, for, for people that live up there. Uh-huh. And, man, I respect the hell out of the Midwest. Uh-huh. And um, I got a chance to play some good golf balls up there too. So uh, even though I live in Tampa – and I'm around here and consider myself a buck for life, I, I, I wouldn't trade my two years in Indy for nothing. I love that. I mean, I love Indianapolis as well. It's a great city. It's a great walking city, uh-huh. too. You can go everywhere. But I just love the when, fact. When's the last time you walked, like, walked around? <laughs> Come <a city>? on. <laughs> Are you shit? Come on. <laughs> I actually jumped rope this morning. No big deal. Yeah, for 10 minutes. How long? like that. 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Continuous? Continuous. I'm trying to work on my diet first, then the workout. Join Buns of Anarchy. So I, I don't, I don't have a way Peloton. to lose weight. I'm not rich like you well, guys. Okay, listen, listen. Since I've been on with you guys a couple of times, okay. Normally you don't ask a woman this, but I'm going to ask you this. How much do you weigh? Right now I weigh 220 pounds. Down from I had a kid a year ago. I was 245 when my kid was born. You weigh 220? Yeah. That's a lie. I, I don't believe I that. I step on the scale every single morning. He goes to the same doctor as Donald Trump. I go to. The, I step on the scale every single morning. There's no way you're too big cat. There's no. I'll, I've never I'll step seen, on the scale for you. I've never seen a big cat weigh two twenty. Usually, big cats are in the two eighty. Dude, I don't. Yeah. I haven't touched a. I don't touch a carb in a weekday for three months. I'm just curious if you don't mind. I, I we, we can solve this. Stand up. Show them front and back. Where where you can't see me. Can you see me? 
No, just just turn to just the turn side. I, I don't around. need a forward. Just turn side. Slide up a little bit. No, that's back. Don't, up. don't suck way. in your gut. This way. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, you might be. Too, yeah. Probably two forty-five. Two forty-five. I. I'll show you a picture. To Big Cat's credit, I, I'm so fat at two forty-five. If you look at his face when he's two forty-five, you it's can tell. So different. His face is it's a lot. So different. different. Yeah. He really? has he has done a good job. I weigh weight. myself I will every admit morning. that. So I'm I'm starting because he's not about that beer's out. afterlife. So he yeah. loses a lot of weight. Starting to work out. Starting to work out. Like but, but wait, wait. I got sidetracked there. I just wanted. I want a quote board. The nicest things about Indianapolis: the people, the food, and figuring out what black ice is about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Listen, because I had never experienced what it's like, and uh, it, it was one morning I was on my way to work, and. Like, I, the first thing you do, like, when I was playing, I would turn, I sleep with the TV on. So I, I woke up, I turned the TV on to the news just to see what the weather was like. The temperature says zero. And the, and the lady was like, hey, make sure, uh, make sure you're careful with the black ice out there. I'm like, what is black ice? So I called Coach Dungey and I was like, Coach, do we have to come to work today? He's like, absolutely. He said, just make sure you're careful and take your time. So I learned where black ice was when I went sliding down a hill uh, that was covered in ice that you couldn't see. So, Learn very quickly, man. Yes. Damn. Um, Before we let you go, you're also a Tiger for life, LSU Tiger for life. We didn't get a chance to catch up with you after the national championship game. I'm sure you had a crazy night that night, as did we. Um, What are your thoughts on LSU moving forward? They, you know, obviously losing a lot of talent this year, uh, but they've got, they're going to reload certainly, but are you expecting top 10 finish? What in Booger's mind, what is a successful season like next year? I definitely expect top 10. Um, I think where in the top 10 is going to depend on the quarterback that we have, uh, whether it's Miles Brennan, whether it's Brad Johnson's kid, who's a, who's a freshman who enrolled in January, depending on who, who comes along. Uh, LSU has now entered into the, the, the realm of programs. Hey, baby, we don't rebuild. We just reload. That's all we do. Okay. You know, we win a national title. It's beers after it's cigar by Joe Burrow. Let's go. Let's move on to the next one. That's what we do now. Mm-hmm. Now, we're going to have to go out and back it up, which I'm, I'm, I'm surely and truly hoping that we do. But Coach O, who you guys know, and, and, and I know you've talked to him before, like he is as genuine as a guy. And I think he's relatable and he's the perfect fit for Louisiana. Uh, they're doing an outstanding job of recruiting, man. And as long as O is in charge, man, uh, I, I don't think he's going to allow LSU to, 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 to go backwards. They may not win the national championship next year, but they are going to be a top 10 football team. Because O is kind of like all, all three of us, man. Like, O's been dotted all his life. Like, somebody told him just because of how he talked, he'd never have a job like that. Somebody told him because of how he looked, he'd probably never have his own program. But look where he's at now. He's done it his way. He's won a national championship. And he is as uh, loved in the state of Louisiana as you guys are in New York or all over the country, man. Like, he, he's that kind of love. Yeah. I think that he's also a kind of guy that he just he loves going to work every day. Like for him, it's not about winning a national title. Like that's great, and I'm sure that's what his goal was last year. But I think he's just excited every single day that he gets to go in and he gets to coach fo- football. That's like a dream a dream day for him is his entire life. Yeah, he's listen. Always looking forward to to when all this COVID nineteen stuff in. By the way, have you? Uh, nobody's talked about that in about a week. Okay. Yeah. Um, so as soon as soon as that comes back and it ends again and coaches and players can get back to work, uh, he's looking forward to it, man. Maybe then instead of jogging outside and having photos of him jogging 
at the slowest pace I've ever seen a human. Like him, him and Big Cat could have a race. Who could jog the slowest? Oh, I'd win that. Okay. I'd win that for sure. Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. Oh, oh no, I'd go oh. slower. Yeah, no, I would. I I went. I went for a jog uh, two weeks ago. It was a little less than a mile, and by that I mean it was half a mile, but it was slow. It was very slow. So I think I'd now win you that. saw the video. Yeah, you saw yeah. the video of, yeah. of old jogging. Coach uh, O's slow, I mean, but on, he's man. determined. You're right. not. You're not going to ever stop him. No one can stop him from jogging, even if he's going two miles an hour. He's just going to keep going until the world ends. I sent the message. I said, "Oh, better use of energy. Just walk fast." <laughs> it's true. It's true. Well, Booger, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, man. Uh, anytime. Hopefully you come. Hopefully we can see you travel soon. See you in New York in person. But uh, anytime you want to come on, you're always a guest here. Yep, for sure. Send me what uh, ride you want to do on Saturday, and I'll yeah, uh, absolutely. Saturday after. for for a hey, forty five minutes Saturday. Big Cat, you're welcome to join. Um, you know, get a bike, go to a neighbor's house. You're welcome to join in. Okay, nothing. Fine. <laughs> I'll just do beers after if I'm allowed. I yeah. don't know if I'm allowed. No, you can always do beers after. Yeah, Big Cat. I'm not allowed. So after hey, after the 45 minute ride group FaceTime PFT will FaceTime me and he can FaceTime you and you can see how we feel and, yep. and, and the connectedness that we have after a 45 minute Perfect. ride. Absolutely. Saturday is my cheat day. Yeah. So I'll have a mouthful of donuts. His, fa- good, his face works. will look like it's yeah. back to 240. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Saturdays always get out of hand. All right. Thanks. Booger. Right. See you, Booger. Take care, man. Appreciate Anytime. it. Take it. Later. Booger was brought to you guys by our best friends over at ExpressVPN. We all know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online, but here's something that you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now that so many of us are stuck at home, it's only a matter of time until you run out of stuff to watch on Netflix, but what if you can use ExpressVPN to binge watch things on uk netflix whoa crazy stuff going on overseas you get new series like the peaky blinders the peaky fucking blinders several weeks early if you watch netflix on the uk version of netflix it's so simple to do i just fire up my express vpn app change my location to the uk i refresh netflix boom that's it express vpn hides your ip address it lets you control where you want sites to think you're located and then you can choose from almost 100 different countries. So just think about all the different Netflix libraries that you can go through. If you love anime, use ExpressVPN to access Japanese Netflix, get spirited away. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works for any streaming service, Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there. But the reason that I use ExpressVPN is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering, never any lag. You can stream in HD, no problem. It's also compatible with all your devices, your phones, your media consoles, smart TVs, more. So you can watch what you want on a personal device, or you can watch on the big screen, wherever you are. So if you visit this special link right now, expressvpn.com slash PMT, you can get three free months of ExpressVPN for free. Support the show, watch what you want, and protect yourself with ExpressVPN at expressvpn.com. Slash PMT. Okay, uh, let's figure, uh, finish up the show. We got a good week coming, by the way. Next week, we've got Blake Griffin coming on Monday, and then we have uh, the return of Dungeons and Dragons on Wednesday. Very excited about so that. Get excited. Uh, so, the end of the show, we're going to do Sour Grapes documentary review. Where do we want to start? Billy, did you actually watch? I did watch. Okay, Billy, who was your favorite character in Sour Grapes? Uh, I liked. Uh, 
uh, the guy who dressed up as a cowboy and went on the front of the magazine because that was the only amusing thing in the whole thing. You Okay, so Coke. the Coke. 10th richest person in the world. I thought he was just like a weirdo. No. No, he, he's, no, he's no, like no, no. one of the richest people yeah. in the entire world. And oh so my God. he got upset that he was being scammed, and then he hired that detective to go. Okay, so although that was a pretty swaggy magazine no, cover, I'll give you that. I like I watched the Epstein documentary going into this, and the whole time I was like, which one of these guys go to the pedo island? Because if you're that obsessed with like a random like lukewarm drink, then you got to be like messed up in the head. And they also had a lot of money, yeah. So I was like, these guys are definitely going to the island. Yep. All right. So you did watch it. Okay. So you yeah. watch it. So I guess we should start with. Um, it's the perfect crime. It really Even is. though he's in jail, I know that sounds very like counterintuitive because he got caught. But finding a way to sell to get a bunch of rich white dudes drunk and then pulling a scheme on them while they're drunk is genius. Well, if you're if you're confident enough in anything that you say, you can fool anybody, but it's a hell of a lot easier to fool people if they're all buzzed off really expensive red wine. And it kind of reveals what I've thought all along. Wine people are full of shit. Most of them are, yeah. Yeah, because ninety nine percent of them. The end. That end scene is so fucking good. When uh, Hollywood Jeff, who's got just some serious like red cheeks and red nose, and that douchebag uh, finance bro he rolls around with, who he, in one of the opening scenes where he's like, "If you can't drink '08, drink '96. If you can't drink '96, uh, drink '02. If you can't drink '02, drink fucking beer." And I was like, "God, I love this guy. He is he's like Scott Disick. I mean, on, on wine. I I loved Hollywood Jeff. I thought that Hollywood Jeff. But, were, but at the end, yeah, he, he still he, yeah. refused to admit. He's like, oh, this is real. This is a real one. It's good to know that we still got some of these real ones. What's the guy's name? The, the Rudy. Rudy. It's 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 great to know that we still got some real Rudys. And then they go to this place. They try to uh, impress all their friends, and his one friend's like. This is absolute trash. Mm-hmm. I would never drink this. It's not. I think that most people could probably tell the difference between a $7 bottle of wine and like a $70 bottle. But anything above that, you can be influenced by a cool looking label. You could be influenced by somebody who talks like Rudy with enough authority that he's telling you that this is good. By the way, I kind of want to hang out with Rudy. I think yeah, that, I it think seems that, like a good hang. I think that Rudy would be a pretty cool If If you've scammed somebody out of millions of dollars and you're in jail, and they're sitting there in their wine cellar saying, you know what, I'm really glad I got to know Rudy for those years. Yeah. Like, it was worth $3 million to me to just chill with Rudy for three years. Right, and so they, that was uh, Hollywood Jeff, ride or die. He, they're going to have a great laugh about all this when Rudy gets out of jail. Uh, the other main character that I loved is the French winemaker, who that guy is the essence of class. Like, if you hang out with him, you just feel classy down to the car he drove, like those those uh, drone shots of the of the rolling. It is the, France, the right? hills yeah, of yeah. Bordeaux, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And he's just as cool as could be, just defending the fuck out of his wine label. I love that guy. He, he didn't even want to do it. He was no. just like, I'm, he goes to the the wine auction at a place where he could stand to make millions and millions of dollars, and he just goes, take my wines out. Yeah. I will, not, I will refuse to have them sold. The, um, I don't understand. It's a pretty the, good French accent. The fascination of buying 46,000 bottles of wine, Bill Koch, like that. How? Why? I don't think you want to buy 46,000 of anything. 
in the entire world. Forty six. I'd for. I would like to have forty six thousand one hundred dollar bills. There you go. I would buy that. Yeah. For less than forty six thousand one hundred. If the price is right, I'll right. get it. But yeah, having forty six thousand bottles of wine, and this this goes for a lot of people in this story. At some point, you just become rich enough. That you don't know what to do with your money, and right. so you just get into weird habits. It's boredom. Yeah, it's like I guess I'll become an expert on wine. That's what other rich people are doing. I do. I do respect uh, a couple of the guys in this movie. I respected their love of the wine game. Like the one guy who has collected every bottle of wine he's ever drank, like the labels off of them. Yep. I was like, you know what? Like, if you're gonna, I'm a big live and let live guy. Like, if you're gonna pick the list of hobbies that someone could have. Drinking wine and being a little bit of a snob is not that bad. If yeah, and he was pure about it too. He right. did, he kept in in like a little filing cabinet. And he was like, oh, I remember when I drank this yeah, with this my was friend what a night. Ricky. That yeah. was a lot of fun. That that guy was cool. But if you're just gonna like have him on display down in your basement and forget about him, uh, although having the bottle of wine that was made by Thomas Jefferson is also pretty cool. That was cool. Although that was probably Rudy probably fucking made it in his apartment. That in would California. that would be a very <laughs> easy one to fake. Too. Yeah. Um, and then the the other character I really loved was the uh, investigator with his dog just keep kept on coming into the room. Mm-hmm. And at the end, when he drinks that beer and he's just like he's this, this just short, stumpy dude who's yeah. wearing a fucking suit in his house and like has the tennis ball. And he's like, see, now we can finally play he's like spot. And I, it's just great. I also like that he was referred to as my bulldog investigator. Yeah. Any if you hire an investigator, he better fucking be balding. Yeah. Because then you can call and him like your bulldog. You better five, be short, five, stocky, yeah, like yeah. have a big, decent-sized neck on him. Like the dude from McMillions, once he starts to go bald, he immediately becomes a bulldog. Bulldog, Right yes. now he's like a golden retriever because he's too happy. But like this guy was the definition of a bulldog investigator. Uh, I loved I loved the French guy when he was getting in his car and he was like, I, I decided to drive to like Japan. Yeah. And it's like, did, did you drive from France? All the way, like, across. And then that made me think for a while, like, that's pretty sick that I bet some people have driven from, like, one tip of Europe yes. all the way to, the, like, the There's tip of race, Siberia. that race, the race. Yeah, that's sick. People that, that, that's awesome. I would be interested to, to talk to people that just drive across continents at some point. The um, other Hollywood Jeff, like, dude, are you serious moment was uh, they go in, they raid Rudy's house, and the FBI uh, officer's like, I could, like, if you, I think his line was, if you had listed ten things that I would need to make a case, he had he had ten times ten times ten times ten of those things because he had everything. Yep. It was literally everything you needed. And then Hollywood Jeff is like, "Well, I mean, he didn't have like glue and like there wasn't any like printing presses. He's like, Where did they all come from? Where did all these? Fa- maybe he maybe he was just buying them and and maybe he was creating them so he would know how to spot future fake wine sellers. Yes." Uh, yes. Yeah, he's still he's like some of the guys in the Firefest documentary that are still like, you know what? Billy is a great guy. And yeah, I, I I enjoyed hanging out with him. Like yeah, Hollywood like the times Jeff, were cool. If Hollywood Jeff was on that jury, Rudy would be a free man right now. Yes, even absolutely. though he's the victim of all this. He'd be like, but tell me this, Rudy. Like, did you have fun? Yeah. <laughs> He'd be like, okay, well, we can't prosecute him. He had fun. I also think that if, if you're making a documentary about uh, fraudulent wine. Please only use one definition of the word seller. That got a little confusing yeah. when they were talking about the seller of the wine. It's and like, wait, seller. is this a Mayor Pete benefit concert yeah. or is this like an auction that they're mm-hmm. like, are you talking about a physical place or are you talking about a person like a merchant that's selling? I want to go to one of those and just drive up the price, but then probably get stuck with wine that I don't want. 
it'd still be fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, having uh, having a lot of something that you that was a dumb purchase is kind of how we live our life. Well, I was also looking at it like it would be cool to drink a bottle of wine from like 1952. Like, what's going on in the world that year? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of a cool idea. In Hollywood, Jeff's description of like. Wine is art, but it's also art that you consume, and then the art becomes part of you. Right. That's a big-time wine guy thing yeah. to say. That's a big, That's a big gin time. blossoms, rosy cheek. Yeah, that explains why your nose looks like it's going to fall off. Yes. he. Yeah. He had um, some of the worst skin that yeah. I've ever seen. Well, he drinks a lot of wine. But he's also rich. Good for him. What? Uh, what a do, What? I couldn't imagine sitting in one of those uh, angry gentlemen, whatever, angry the 12 angry men dinners that they used to do mm-hmm. like that put a bullet in my head where they just sit there with a bunch of glasses of wine and just talk all hoity-toity on each other well a lot of the questions were what do you do for a living where is your money from and shout out to rudy who just responded i'm a scammer i scam people out of money and then he pauses for like three seconds and then laughs he's gotcha you should have seen the look on all your faces so january 9th 2021 is the first day that rudy can come out of prison okay rudy i want you to i want to hire you rudy we want hollywood jeff and rudy on the show Drunk. Jeff is definitely, I was going to say he's going to pick him up from jail. Jeff is going to ride while his sober friend picks Rudy up from jail with him. Uh-huh. And then they're going to get hammered on the wall. a fucking bottle of champagne from 1920. Uh, the lawyers for Rudy. I've never seen a more incompetent duo of lawyers in my life. They asked him, like, okay, so what, what do you think Rudy did that was bad? He's like, well, there's a difference between fraud and... And faking a product and selling it for 500 times the price that it should be sold. Well, the one thing I would say that their their argument, they were like, but the experience was real. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? You're kind of right. When it's, a, <laughs> when it's a product like wine, if you consume it and you're happy and you enjoy the taste and you think it's real, well, eh. you're not going to get... Those emotions that you felt at the time were real. Right. It's not It's not like buying a fake jewelry or something, and then you're going around and showing everyone. Like, you're consuming it, and it was a fun time. And I don't know. They, they, that one scene where the um, the uh, lawyer was outside is like, I've had cases with mob bosses with, with bodies, dead bodies that have gotten less time. It's like, so you're admitting that, like, you're just... You're just throwing your other guy yeah. under That's the bus. That's pretty there? fucked up. Yeah. Um, also, when they when they raided Rudy's shit and they got all those bottles of wine, I forget how many they had to destroy, like tens of thousands. Yeah. Why not drink it? Yeah. Just give it to someone. I don't give a shit. I'll drink counterfeit wine. You sell it. I'll probably yeah. I'll take it. Do and a then, counterfeit wine sell off. Or you can have you can host classes and teach people this is what counterfeit wine. Tastes. Yeah. What do you got, Billy? The gar- the guys destroying it were drinking it. Oh, were they? You didn't get them. you didn't pick up on that? No. What no. Do I see that. Never mind. Why were they? No, no, like it was like the joke. Oh, it's like they're, yeah. There's like you could see them joking about it. Oh, they're like they're like we're not actually smashing all of this. Ah, good, good for them. Good yeah. pickup, Billy. And did you also get how like he faked the wines? Like he was mixing them. Yeah, like, he's a mixologist. Like, yeah, it was kind of cool. That was cool. So he yeah, was actually was. maybe making better wine. He there were. Yeah. It sounded like. There was a trial and error that went into yeah. it that he was making good wine. Like, honestly, like, he was doing, like, what the big winemakers were doing, but just, like... Illegally. Like, honestly, probably a little more efficiently. Yeah. Good point. Because he didn't have to do the growing. He was just mixing. I do wish they had sold, like... A, a counterfeit au- auction would be so thrilling. Like, everything you buy here is fake, but you still can. Or if they're, like... Everything that you're going to buy here is fake except one bottle, and we're not going to tell you which one it is. And it's a million dollars. And then you know what? Everyone that buys their wine, they will think that that's their bottle. Yeah. 
I liked it though. It was a good documentary. What are we gonna watch next? Do we have any ideas? Hmm. Oh, we could watch the Lance documentary. Oh yeah, thirty for thirty. Yeah. Lance Armstrong. Yeah, sounds like. What were you gonna say, Billy? Could we watch Icarus? No, I started. I, I saw that. Yeah. Really also, cool. I I wanted. I don't want to get killed by Putin. Yeah. Let's watch Lance. Let's watch Lance because I didn't even know Lance came out. Yeah. Lance uh, is that the name of it? Whatever the thirty for thirty on Lance, Lance Armstrong is. The last Lance. The la- the last Lance with <laughs> Lance so Armstrong. Lame. Uh, 2.2 Rick Riley Briggs that was lame (laughs) alright so we're going to watch Lance for next week Uh, someone tell Lance to come on let's get Lance on be like hey dude why are you a douchebag yeah he's got a podcast yeah Lance come on our podcast come on Lance Uh, everyone tweet at Lance tomorrow bleep out where Big Cat called him a douchebag no I said he why are you such a douchebag okay why why would other people think that you're such a douchebag including me including Big Cat right so it's just a question can't you know come on the podcast to discuss yeah all right we'll see everyone on monday love you guys